0: This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610SportsKC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wickett, and Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's a final
1: from Arrowhead 2614. Jump on in right now and talk about your now 9-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. And the win today five seven six seven six ten. You can also uh, shoot us a text at six nine three zero six. Kent Swanson in studio with us as well. Uh, not the most riveting game. Not the explosive game you expected today, Pete. Snooze fest. It's a bit of a snoozer. <laughs> a bit of a snoozer.
2: Uh, it really was a game of the both of teams. Both of the teams' pass rushes showing what they can do, and the offensive lines showing what they struggle with which is you know, really high quality pass rushers i think you saw on both sides of the football
1: kent before we go to the phones we got people jumping in and again you got lines open you want to get in you can 5767610 we'll hear from mahomes we'll hear from andy Reid. uh we want to hear from you most importantly uh but kent before we do anything congrats you missed the final score by two points you had a 20 28 uh, 14 prediction 26 14 was the actual
3: that's what that's what being in your 20s does oh, for jesus. you
1: jesus here we go birthday um, boy
3: snooze fest to you It was. It was very boring. It was a very, very boring game. Um, uh, Surprisingly, Chiefs held the Cardinals 260 yards of offense, which is actually pretty impressive, really nice, uh, good to see. But, I mean, yeah, nothing much to to get too excited about for this
1: game. If you ever didn't believe in the uh, trap game, in the letdown game, in the landmine game, whatever you want to say, all eyes in the NFL are pointing towards next Monday night when this team and the Rams play in Mexico City. This was the game. That defines maybe not. They just overlooked Arizona, but their focus wasn't there. Uh, I don't know. I, I,
2: the there's there's always cases in the NFL where the team uh, plays a little bit worse than they or they're a little bit better than the record indicates. I'm thinking potentially with the Cardinals, maybe it was a case of a bad offensive coordinator or something like that because they don't look like a team that should be two and seven now. And, and you know, I think the, we will get our share of. Uh, Chiefs fans that are upset with how today played out and, and I could understand that there's going to be some of those takes but you you look at it and you say okay you wanted the Chiefs to cover their 16 and a half point spread you thought that they probably would have given how good Mahomes is playing they got the win now you go to Tennessee and you see the Tennessee Titans destroying the New England Patriots with 34-10 30, yeah. they should win that game uh, there's two minutes to go so New
1: England also plays the Rams in Mexico City next week so that's probably what <laughs> it's no I can't
2: that, so, and, that, and do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it it didn't go precisely to plan. It didn't go exactly how you thought you know today would be, like a dominating fashion game. But sometimes teams play better than they are. Or mm-hmm. sometimes teams play worse leading up to your game, and you're going to get some of these um, worst teams' best shot. I mean, I th- thought David Johnson looked excellent today. I thought Josh Rosen probably looked a little bit better than I thought he was. Uh, so, to me, you get the win. A- and the Patriots didn't today, and now you gain a, a game on them. I think the Chiefs came out real
3: slow in the second half because I yeah. don't think the first half was too much of a of a trap game. Like, they played it. They played it pretty well. They put twenty points on the board. They were pacing to you know beat the spread by ten points, but they just came out flat early. Uh, finished it. Closed the game out.
2: But I and, mean, one half. Are we joked a little bit about the coin toss too. <laughs> I know it no. sounds silly. No, 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 no. Just just hear me out. I know it sounds silly, but. I- you felt a little bit of a lull in the third quarter when the Chiefs didn't start with the football because usually it's back in Mahomes' hands and it gets kind of a reboot of the excitement from what you've seen maybe in the previous first half. There was a little bit of that. I mean, I don't want to say like, okay, you know, there was a lull from the coin toss. I don't think necessarily, but you could you could sense it a little in the third quarter
1: for real. And one thing that everybody should be celebrating as Chiefs fans, new record holder, Patrick Showtime Mahomes. Hey, 15, 15! 15. I'm Mahomes, throwing, end zone, touchdown, Tyreek Hill. That was number 31 on the year, uh, which breaks Len Dawson's 54-year-old record for touchdown passes in a season by a Chiefs quarterback. Now that record held by Patrick Showtime Mahomes. Right to the phones, 576-7610. What'd you think of this one? Uh, And it's officially Rams week. It is officially Rams week, Chiefs fans. Let's start with Jeremiah in Grandview. What's up, Jeremiah?
4: How's it going, fellas? Not bad. You know, I was—I just left the game, and you know, I'm I impressed. Obviously, we didn't cover. We didn't. We didn't get what we wanted
1: from uh, from the Chiefs' offense. But, Jeremiah, do you go to a lot of the? Jeremiah, do you go to a lot of the games? I do, brother. Are, I'm a ticket holder. What was the atmosphere like in this one compared to other games at Arrowhead?
4: You know, it, it was the same as what you'd expect. Okay, a, a cold game would be a little a uh, little quieter than that, but. Uh, Excellent showing from the boys. It was great to see Justin Houston, you know, get that touch, get that interception. And uh, I'm
1: fired up. It's, we're looking looking ahead to the Rams. Mexico City, Chomani, Chomani. <laughs> it is <laughs> officially Rams week. Jeremy, thanks, man. Dan, what's up? You're on uh, 610 Sports Radio.
4: My God, it wasn't the perfect game, but you know, a win's a win's a win. You know, I think the turning point in the third quarter was with the Justin Houston interception. That really turned the game around. And let's take care of the Rams. Take care, guys.
1: Take See care. you, Dan. Appreciate it, as always. I agree. That interception completely flipped the game because at that moment, we were all talking after they forced a third straight punt, was like, ooh, Arizona might think they can actually win this football game. They actually have some momentum
2: here. There was a point of it when they were within six points. That if they went down and, and scored, they were going to be winning by one. There was a, there was I would it was say that moment right. I would there. say it was like five to ten minutes where you said to yourself, "Wait a minute, are we going to have <laughs> a game here?" And luckily for the Chiefs fans, it wasn't.
1: Five seven six seven six Tanner man, Reggie is listening to us. What's up, Reggie?
4: Hey, how y'all fellas doing? All right, all right. Yes, sir. Hey, so uh, yeah, it was a good game, man. Hey, much Milan, Chiefs defense is you know finally starting to uh, round into shape. I mean, granted, it was the, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, but it looks like, you know, the defense actually played complimentary football today. The offense wasn't quite themselves, but uh, this sets up well going into uh, playing the Rams next week. And uh, and as far as the trap game, man, I, you know, trap my ass, man. We still got that dub. You know, the Patriots lost again today, so that puts us up two games on them. Uh, hopefully the Raiders will pull off a miracle and, and we just keep this, this red going, man. Go Chiefs. Reggie, thanks, man. a <laughs> appreciate popular it.
2: chant in Kansas City right now. Trap my ass. <laughs>
1: Trap my ass. Trap my ass. Lee's Summit. Marshall, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. What's up?
4: Yeah, long time listener, First time caller. Thanks, man. Um, I was just got a couple points I wanted to throw out there. Uh, Chiefs looking. I think they were looking towards the Rams. I don't think they were really prepared for this game. It might show how valuable Sammy Watkins is to the team. Um, He hasn't really been playing as well. He's always injury prone. But when he's out there, he makes a difference. I think Vegas was extremely um, disrespectful to the Cardinals, and they played inspired. Also, have you noticed that Belichick might be mailed mailed it in against his, like, former staff? It just seems to me like every game he plays against, like, some of his former staff, like that Lions game earlier this year, I don't understand how they lost that game. And today that was a terrible game that they played in uh, Brady sat the fourth quarter, so that was crazy. Uh, Barry Fisher got exposed again. Uh, defense should have saved this game for next week. And I also want to ask Sean Barber if he's on when is the Rick Ross album dropping next week? Because he sounds exactly like Rick Ross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does. He, we will ask him next week. He is actually at Arrowhead, he is in charge of uh, the uniform police uh, during home games. So we'll ask him that next time. Uh, Let's see here. I'm going to see if I can find. Sean
2: Barber, too, has some explaining to do. I mean, you guys went on a lengthy discussion about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield had quite the game today uh, for the Cleveland Browns in their upset victory over the Atlanta Falcons in Cleveland. Let's
1: see. I'm trying to see if I can find Belichick's record against his former assistants. Uh, Good luck. It's going to take me a second to find that. Uh, let's see. Bill O'Brien, 0-5. Josh McDaniels was 1-0. Eric Manginius. He was three and five. Romeo Cronell, 0 and one. Jim Schwartz, 0 and one. Al Grote, 2 and 0. Nick Saban was 2 and 2. Matt Patricia, undefeated. 1 and 0 against. I and mean, Al Vrabel, too. And now Mike Vrabel. 2 and, 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 2 0. and 0. That's a good point. Good call. 576 7610. We're waiting to hear from uh, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, also head coach Andy Reid. But right back to the phones. We want to hear from you if you're leaving Arrowhead. Give us a call again. 576 7610 or a text message into 69306. Our man Chester is on the line. This is my guy.
4: Well, we did what we have to do to win the game.
1: Time and chance
4: happens to us all. You don't have to be swift and break all the records get nine in a row and
5: continue
4: <laughs> over 30-some points, but you do what you have to do. If them down to 14 points and you make up uh, 26, you won the game. Defense coming there, you know, looking at Bailey, looking at Jones, looking at Houston. Look out, coming across the corner, look out there, old brother Ford opening up the door. This, This is what it's all about. Time and chance, you have your time and chance. He they have his time and chance. Special teams, uh, offense, phases, of game, they'll have their time and chance. It's just
6: finding the ways to stick in there, get to your destiny, and do what it takes to win a game. God bless you.
3: Praise Mahomes. Amen.
6: <laughs> Thank you,
1: Chester, as always, my friend. You, you're on uh, 610 Sports Radio. What's up, you? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Yo. Yep. Um... One of the things I I got home from
4: church and I saw the record or what I mean I saw the score and it was seven to fourteen and I looked at the score and I said that's all and so <laughs> I said that to say are Chiefs fans already um, spoiled is that that's the word I'm looking for are uh, they're already spoiled and I like it I'm okay yeah, it with is. it so. I appreciate y'all taking my call, and uh, y'all have a good day. You too, you.
1: Thank you very much,
2: man. Appreciate it. Ken actually hit on this point this week where we had eight games in a row of 300 yards or more, and you started to get used to it. like. That's what I mean. I know that there's going to be fans out there that are disappointed today's win. There's going to be ugly wins. You know what I mean? Like, along the way in Patrick Mahomes' career, it isn't always going to be this perfect game where he throws for three or four touchdowns and over 300 yards. He completed 75%
3: of his passes today. Yeah. He threw two touchdowns, 250 yards. Yes, you are spoiled. You are beyond spoiled. This is not supposed to be this easy for a 23-year-old quarterback. And he just broke – this is the game that he broke the touchdown pass record, the single-season touchdown pass record. It's week 10. You are beyond spoiled. Enjoy every moment of it. It is not supposed to be this
2: easy. But it's It's, fun.
3: It's supposed to look more like what Josh Rosen did today.
2: And and I I think you're – comfortable and i think we're all the three of us could agree patrick mahomes is an elite quarterback in the nfl the elite elite quarterbacks have bad days too they have bad games in the course of what you hope to be his 10 to 15 to 18 year career whatever ends up being there's going to be probably at least a dozen two dozen bad games along the way but at the same time normally what you're going to be able to expect is around 300 yards probably you know a really really good game and i think that's something uh, that's a-, a nice feeling for you if you're a Chiefs fan.
3: This was his lowest yards passing total for the entire season, and he still went out and completed 75% of his passes and had 125 QB rating. That's not everything, but still. It's amazing, guys. It's amazing. It's perfect, it's perfect. Second and 10. So <laughs> ah-
1: Mahomes <apostlesormale. ohne> <laughs> so down the
5: middle of the field, wide open, and a touchdown, Tyreek Hill.
1: That throw was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this just in: the cheat is fast. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he's all right. but but that dude's he's, pretty fast.
2: He's not only fast, but he showed on. And it wasn't the touchdown play, but the play where uh, it was he was running toward the camera side of of the field and managed to get probably six or seven yards. I don't know if there's any other receiver in the league that's gaining as many yards on that play. I mean, that's one of those plays. If you're reviewing film, you can pause it where yeah. the defense looks like they're about to tackle him, and somehow, some way, Tyreek Hill managed to. I think it was like an eight or nine yard gain, or whatever it ended up being. Also, fantastic cameraman, just elite cameraman as well. Yeah, Mike, I would feel I feel that Tyreek Hill is one of the better cameramen that was out there today.
1: I will get to that later. I don't want to ruin <laughs> anyone's excitement and positivity. Uh, some
2: some things to be bobson about today as yeah, well. Yeah, a
1: lot of things. 260 yards. That's pretty good. That's it. I mean, it was David Johnson had about 180 of those on his own.
2: And for what it's worth, you know, we give sometimes, especially on this radio station, Justin Houston a lot of crap. He really did look like old school, bad ass Justin Houston today. And if the Chiefs can get him back and they have D Ford playing the best he's ever played in the career, sc- that's going to be a different defense. Six six hit
3: the uh, or five sec, Sorry, hit the quarterback 13 times today. Josh Rosen's going to be he sore.
1: He's going to be sore for a while. Right back to the phones. Hey, if you're leaving Arrowhead, five seven six seven six ten Grandview and Jarrell, what's up? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Jarrell, what would you think today, man? Oh, uh,
4: you know, I'm very satisfied with the win. I just want to say welcome back, Justin Newsom. Welcome back, Jurgy Dan. And, you know, we grinded it up. You, you, that didn't go as, as planned,
1: but we, we got the win. That's all that matters. Jarrell, you fired up for the Rams? Oh, Absolutely. They can fix that field up. We'll be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Let's go to Austin next up in Kansas City. What's up, Austin? Yo, man. How you guys doing? Man? All right, all right.
4: Hey, good. And hey, I want to get you guys opinion. You know, everybody's talking about Super Bowl. Everybody's talking about, hey, KCC. and i listen, I'm all for it. I'm all for optimistic. Let's let's get a Super Bowl in KC to go with our World Series Kansas City Royals. But we gotta clean it up. So what I want to know is Your opinion or defense, where do we need to clean it up as the Kansas City Chiefs' kingdom to win a Super Bowl? What are your thoughts? I'm going to hang up. I'm going to turn up the radio. I'm going
1: to listen. Go ahead. Thank you. Austin, thanks, man. Pete Swinney, you are the editor in chief at arrowheadpride.com. I want you to answer the question that Austin just threw in your face. I can tell you what the Chiefs
2: believe. I. Think the Chiefs believe that they are one piece away. Originally, they thought that was going to be Earl Thomas before he broke his leg, and they think it's Eric Berry. And Eric, you insert Eric Berry into that safety room with some of these other complementary safeties; it's going to be a complete defense. And they might have a point because if just like I just said prior to the call, if Justin Houston and D Ford are playing that way, and you have Breland speaks his depth there, or if you know someone to, someone to get hurt, and Chris Jones playing like he is on the line. And then you insert an Anthony Hitchens and a Reggie Ragland, and you even saw Ben Neiman. Kent and I were discussing Neiman and Courage. He actually looked a little bit better than I thought he did on one of the particular plays. And you just have all this depth and all these fresh guys, and you could finally insert you know, an impact player, your best defensive player, in Eric Berry, and, and he is actually truly healthy in the Eric Berry, where you remember from, yes, 25 games ago. Then wow. your defense may be able to match your offense, and maybe you're going to be the toughest team to beat in the NFL playoff tournament. There's upside to this group,
3: and I, it, it is with Eric Berry. It's with a healthy Justin Houston. I mean, the pass rush is is nice. It's very nice. A lot of talent on that side of the ball rushing the passer. Very disruptive.
2: And you know what's different, too, about that? I think this year, we're in, we're starting, I don't, I don't know if you want to say definitely we're in, but we're starting to enter the final stretch of the season. Like, they're ramping it up right. towards the end of the year, which you never really have in Kansas today. Even with the Alex Smith years, you never really felt like okay, we're going into this playoff game. Come get it, you know, where it seems like if you can now play, what do they have, six games left? If you can now play these six games like you did on defense today and that offense, how it's been for most of the year, you're going to feel really damn good about how you're entering that postseason. I said it on the pregame show. They're figuring out how to play
3: complementary football, and you're kind of starting to see them get a little bit healthier. They kind of have an understanding of, you know, what both sides of the ball need to do to get wins. And that is, like, it it, it sounds like a cliche, but being able to – to, to complement each other on both sides of the ball is a helpful skill, and it can make things, it can make things a lot easier. Um, I think the ch- offense just outperformed what they even expected, honestly. I think, I don't think the offense thought they were going to be as explosive as bad they were, but now they're kind of starting to piece some things together, figure it out, know how to win football games with this current formula.
1: I think Austin brings up a good question we can throw out as well to our listening audience. If you're leaving the game and you're thinking, man, this, this, this is for real, 26-14, closer than it probably should have been against Arizona, but who cares? They won. What does this team need to clean up to make you think that the Super Bowl is a real possibility? Is there anything? It is a real possibility. I mean, if, it is assuming assuming everyone they have stays healthy on the field right now. Because I, I still mean, don't, I don't believe what, Eric Berry's coming back.
2: The question is, what if? And I it wasn't a perfect game today, but look at the record. They're nine and one. They're only lost to the New England Patriots, who by the way are now two games behind them because they're losing. They lost in Tennessee. So to me. What, it, what, how, what do they have to do? They just have to keep doing what they're doing right. and get these reinforcements back.
3: This is an imperfect football team, but it's an imperfect football team more than capable of winning a Super Bowl. As long as you've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt, that's a problem. And you can you can score a lot of points with that unit together. It's, it's not a perfect team. It will never be a perfect team.
1: There isn't a perfect team in the NFL. There isn't. There's not.
3: But there's enough margin for error for this team to go out and do everything that you want them to do.
1: I mean, they're in the middle of the pack in the most important defensive statistic, and that is points. They're 19th. They're right there in that middle group. Might be higher after this Might week be too. better. It might be down to 18th, you know, next week. That was. Or this was a,
2: I mean, we give Bob Sutton a lot of crap, and a lot of people do. This was a good defensive performance today. I mean, it really was. It was pretty good,
1: yeah. It was not a very good team. But they they, domi- but they, mean, they dominated, yeah. but they did what they had to do. David
2: Johnson, who's very good, and, and it looks like he's kind of starting to finally get back to where he, he was mm-hmm. a while ago. You know, it, sometimes it takes a longer time than you think to heal from injuries. Uh, aside from what he did, which he probably can do to most teams in the NFL, I mean, you played a really good defensive game. You were getting pressure on the quarterback, like... That's how you beat, and not to say that Rosen is, is a very good quarterback yet. We don't really know what he's going to become, but that's how you beat. They, that's how you, they, the way they drew it up today, that's how you beat good quarterbacks. Like a Tom Brady, you get a pass rush in his face. I mean, that's how you beat, you know, if, if it's an Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff and the, in coming weeks, Russell Wilson is, is you get to him. You, you pressure him and you make, make him feel like, you know, he's getting happy feed because he he feels that pressure.
1: And on the flip side, by the way, I know we think that they were looking ahead to, to the Rams and Mexico City. The Chiefs' offense wasn't nearly as explosive as people expected it, or as it, as it has been in the past. What happened today? They got to Mahomes and sacked him five times.
2: Exactly, and they got and kudos to them. I mean, they we, and Craig Stout, our defensive film analyst, he he brought it up, um, or maybe it was Matt Lane, but their pass rush it it really did impact the game. It, you look at that Cardinals team, and it it is a little curious about how they're two and seven. Maybe it was McCoy, you know? May, and I'm not saying that they should be. Seven and two, but you would think that they would maybe be a little bit closer to five hundred than they are.
3: They they were utilizing David Johnson much better right. than they were, and that that does make a difference. Um, yeah.
1: So, all right, let's go right back to the phones. If you want to jump in, you can five seven six seven six ten or a text message in at six nine three zero six. Text line is open. Let's go to Danny in Prairie Village. What's up, Danny? You're on six ten Sports Radio.
7: Hey, how are you? All right, Just talking a little bit about um, the pass rush on on the offensive side of the ball. How big of a concern do you think Eric Fisher is? I, I mean, he got blatantly beat numerous times, translated into like sacks that were attributable to him. There were also a few moments where, you know, he had a, a couple penalties on him, some of them which got declined. I'm just as, you're, as we're kind of framing the discussion around what do we need to clean up for a Super Bowl team. I worry about how folks like Eric Fisher are going to hold up against a better pass rush. Because, I mean, we're, we're playing a 2-7 and seven team. I'm, I'm curious about how are they going to hold up against the Rams.
3: So, yeah, this wasn't Eric Fisher's best performance. Um, I think there was more to it just than, you know, the offensive line had their struggles. Um, I don't think, you know, if you notice, it looked like Pat Mahomes was holding the ball a little bit more today. And I think part of that, me and Matt Lane were talking about it today you know receivers struggling to separate downfield i mean that this is where you know having sammy Watkins, having another guy that's able to get open would have been beneficial to this offense today you know there's less weapons you know f- that are that are you know presented to him on every single play that definitely i think made a played a factor in this game
2: and eric fisher actually is having a pretty good season yeah, he's was, had a bad game it was bad a ba- game it's a bad game as part of a good season Correct. But, but i don't necessarily think you know, having a bad game against Chandler Jones, who was an animal today, is necessarily a sign of um, a problem.
1: You know, you know, by his standards, you know, who had a bad game today? Pat Mahomes <laughs> only there for two forty and a score, guys. 75 so percent completion. I mean, come on. Hey, Danny, it's a great question, man. We're just—if this becomes a trend, we'll definitely attack uh, that for sure.
2: And, and part part of the thing too is—I mean, the kid has been so good. You want him to have a bad game prior to the postseason. Like you wouldn't really want to go in the postseason with nothing to correct. Now they can go look at film and say, okay, what were you doing? Like Brad's if you are, if he, we don't, we haven't watched the film yet, but maybe he was holding the ball for a little bit too long today. Maybe there were certain things that he didn't see downfield. Now you go back, you clean it up, and he's better for it. Before. I mean, he's not going to be. He's played extremely well, and he's an elite quarterback. But he's not perfect. Nobody's perfect, right. so he can build on this.
1: Right. Uh, coming up, we're going to hear from Andy Reid, Josh Rosario, and Ron. You're also on deck. We're going to get to you coming up next. If you had to take a look at this team now, nine and one, just beat a team they were supposed to beat. Maybe looking ahead a little bit, but what does this Chiefs team have to clean up to make you believe the Super Bowl is actually a possibility? As we're ten games into this season, five seven six seven six ten text line at six nine three zero six. Also, we're going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes next.
0: The Seventh Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, big, big Six Ten Sports Radio.
1: Hey, coming up, you're going to hear from uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Arrowheadpride.com, editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney. Ken Swanson is here as well. I'm Mike Wicket. Um, we are kind of going to dig into this a little bit. We just found out you, that Patrick Mahomes had to leave the stadium with his family, some sort of family emergency. So we will not be hearing from the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. We just found that information out, wanted to pass it along to you. But uh, when we get that info, you will have it here on 610 Sports Radio. Hopefully everything is okay. Uh, but we are going to hear from the rest of your favorite Chiefs after a win here today. Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, whoever the 6'10 uh, staff can track down inside that Chiefs locker room after a 26-14 win over Arizona. Andy Reid coming up in just a minute right here. Uh, we'll take your phone calls from now until then at 576-7610. 7, 6, 7, 6, Josh is in Bonner Springs, your first up this segment here on 6'10 Sports Radio. What's up, Josh? Hey,
7: man. Hey, um... man. You guys, you guys are concerned about what's going to go on in the, the Super Bowl and stuff like that, but first, I feel like we have to get through the AFC Championship game and a couple home playoff games first. Uh, with the Patriots losing today, um, that puts us two games ahead of the Patriots uh, for home field advantage. Um, I'm just wondering, what do you guys think it's going to take to get through the first AFC Championship game at home? Because it looks like we're going to have a home field advantage.
1: Well, I mean, I think you're basically re-asking the same question we are, but just taking it from a game back. I mean, and I understand that. Nobody wants to jump the shark in the divisional round. Uh, I mean, who knows who they're going to seek? Could be a Houston team. Who knows who it's going to wind up being? But it's the same question. You know, what do they have to do against elite competition? Who they have beat? They've beaten the Chargers. They beat the Patriots. They lost to the Patriots uh, by a couple. They beat the Steelers. Who, what do they have to do? in in your mind, to get to the AFC title game, like Josh is asking, and we're talking about taking it a step further?
2: You know, it's funny. The way that the season is going and and now you're starting to see teams go down, like, you might have thought the Steelers were a lot worse than they were before they beat the Panthers and killed them on Thursday night. Like, you might have thought the Patriots were better until they got murdered today by the Titans. And so I look at this and I say, you just keep winning your games. For me, Arrowhead Stadium and playing there is important for the Chiefs but not so much because, like, I think, the, I think the advantage of being at Arrowhead is a little bit overrated. I I, I don't feel like they're, the Chiefs have been infallible, you know, in the playoffs. And even they've, they've suffered some bad losses even during the regular season. Like, you re- go to
1: Heinz Field during the playoffs, that, it, it's, it's, so what, it's real tough to win. There.
2: What's bigger to me about home field advantage in the AFC playoffs for the Chiefs is not playing at Foxborough like not having to play at Heinz Field, like more so not having to go play in those environments than any kind of advantage Arrowhead gives to
1: you. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I mean, I don't I don't want to see this team have to go into New England and play at Gillette Stadium. I don't think – for whatever reason under Andy Reid, playing at Arrowhead in January doesn't really give you an advantage. For some reason, it has done nothing to help this team.
3: Patrick Mahomes hasn't been the quarterback of those teams. That years. is just true. Saying, that is just true. saying. I'm just saying – I think one. To, hey, by
1: the way, Alex Smith got the most important stat today: a win. That's right.
8: Just uh, saying,
3: QB wins is back, baby. That's all that matters. One other thing to kind of add on top of that: I think health is just a big thing for this team. You know, you saw what a healthy pass rush looked like today, and if they bring Eric Berry back in the mix, if if you're closing out the season, ending with you know Justin Houston and Chris Jones and D Ford all healthy and able to get to, get to the quarterback, that's going to make a difference. And the Arrowhead effect will be will be beneficial in a situation where they can pin their ears back
2: you know social media is very part of the football landscape in 2018 so i sort of monitor it as we do our show and here's just just think about this you know before you're ready to, to panic about maybe a close game against the cardinals today aaron levine this guy who's a sports director in seattle goes i'd rather tweet this now than a possible seahawks loss the patriots loss today was a big in terms of any possibility the chiefs locking up home field advantage before week 16 when they travel to seattle seahawks will need as many wins as possible down the road like <laughs> You're in a territory now at 9-1 really? and one, and two games ahead of the rest of the AFC. You could have your home field advantage locked up with two games to play. And then that amount of rest or whatever Andy Reid ends up doing, whether it's like a preseason situation where Mahomes gets in for a series or whatever like that, it just will allow you. And maybe, you know, if Eric Berry is still questionable, maybe you just save him until the playoffs. I, I just don't necessarily know what they end up doing with that. But the ability and, and the position the Chiefs are – putting themselves in. And we just joked about it with Alex Smith by simply winning games, no matter how, how they do it, whether it be a dominating performance like they did against the Bengals or today in this ugly win, sort of against the Cardinals, it's a win, a win's a win. And and if you can lock up uh, a playoff spot and home field advantage, early and there's no impact in the final two games that will help you greatly for a Super Bowl run. It would be it would take a lot for them to be able to to not play week 16 though
3: right now just because technically, I mean I know there are two games up on the Patriots, but they have to be a game better than the Patriots because if they both right. have the same record then New England gets the one seat. So the Chiefs really, for all intents and purposes, have a one-game lead on New England right now.
2: And I'm not saying it, it, it's locked up by any right. means, but the right. fact that now that is becoming a potential and that, like, is out there in the universe, think about that when you say, okay, but I didn't like the way the offense looked today. Well, okay, but they're 9-1. You know, a lot of teams in the league would like to be 9-1 right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, the offense didn't look great today, but after 10 games and you got nine wins... And how many games realistically do you think they can lose in the remaining, do the math, six? Rams, Raiders, Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks, Raiders.
2: You're also missing one of your offensive pieces today in Watkins. And, yeah. and don't forget, you're still missing two of your supposed starting running, I'm sorry, starting offensive linemen. And, mm-hmm. and you're still managing to win football games. Not to make excuses, but that's depth right there that's stepping up. The Chiefs didn't
3: get their ten or their ninth win until week 16 last year. Oh. So they're rolling. Folks, you know that lull that you were kind of hoping that they wouldn't get through like they did last year? This is a different team. This is a different quarterback. They have their ninth win in Week 10.
1: Twenty six fourteen winners, right back to the phones you want to jump in. You can, 576-7610, 7, 6, 7, 6, 7, 6, 7, 6, We're going to hear from Justin Houston coming up here in just a second. Uh, we will have that for you coming up right here. First, want to go to uh, Brooklyn Rosario. You're next up here on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Rosario?
4: Hey, hey what's up, y'all? What's going on? Uh, just a couple of things for a quick Yes, That Titans win was a big win for us, I personally feel, because no matter what, you don't want to travel. But um, I just want to get your opinions on anything from what I think. Because, you know, I'm in New York. I'm a huge Chiefs fan. So, you know, they they showed a good amount of game
7: on the Red Zone channel. And watching what I've seen, I personally think the Chiefs just scaled it back on the offense today. They didn't show the whole hand. they just really getting ready and prepared for the Rams, which we all know is probably the biggest game of the year for the Chiefs
4: and in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And we're going to attack that in just a second. And, Rosario, thank you for your phone call. Let's go live back now to Arrowhead Stadium where Justin Houston is speaking here on 6-10. uh,
9: Defense, we we haven't been playing well all season, so we're trying to turn this around and trying to get it going in the right direction because we got goals, and as a whole, we know if we want to win this thing, win the whole thing, defense got to play better week in and week out. I think this is a great start. We just got to continue to build on it.
8: Justin, uh, Dan Sorensen obviously came back today.
9: Maybe Eric will be coming back at some point. What's the potential with that once get all your pieces back? I, I think that's big. When you got Dan and you get Eric Berry back, those vet guys, they got experience. So you get those guys back, they understand what's going on. And the way they, those guys work, it's going to be big for us as a whole, as a defense. So I can't wait to have those guys back. And I'm happy Dan was back today. Well, obviously, next week you
8: play the game, I'm trying
9: to What's that? What's back? Last time I checked, he put his pants on the same way I put my pants on. He, I'm, no offense, He's a great guy, great player, uh, but I'm not putting too much on it. I'm going to watch him and study. It's not just him. It's, a, it's their whole ram offense. They make plays and they get to do a, a lot of great disguising. And so our focus is, is them as a whole, not just one player. It's a team sport. So they got to, even for him to run the ball the way they do, they, somebody got to block for him. So offensive line obviously is was, was blocking well. So we got to do good as a defense. Stop the run. D-line got to play well. To put our linebackers in position to make plays. Is
8: the
9: defense going like Uh We need to continue to build. we got a lot of work to do. So I think, that, like I said, it's a great start for us they head and run right direction, But we definitely got to build off this. Okay, guys. Thanks, Justin. Y'all have a good one.
1: There's Justin Houston uh, down at Arrowhead. A couple of things I do enjoy. He said that he and Todd Gurley put their pants on the same way.
2: <laughs> Last time I checked, he puts his pants on just like I put my pants on. That's how I feel about you and I, Kent, even though you've got the better of me in
1: over-unders today.
3: I'm having a good day. You are starting your 30s off
2: poorly. That's,
1: That's okay. true. I mean, Kent is is having a much better day than you are.
2: Listen, can only go up from here. <laughs> It's like the Chiefs' defense, five seven
1: six seven six ten. Hey, Rosario asked about uh, you know, before we went to Justin Houston, and we're going to head back to Arrowhead and hear from more of your favorite players who had an impact in today's game, as well as the head coach. But he he brought up, you know, did they scale anything back, Kent? When you looked at the offense today. Did they scale anything back from previous weeks? So, actually,
3: after that first drive, that you know, they went down and scored. They tr- I think they threw a lot of junk looks out there the next drive, the next possession. Like, there was just a lot of different looks, shifts, motions, things that they're trying to get Wade Phillips to pay attention to and prepare for. So, I think they tried to throw some stuff out there, some window dressing to try to make them account for a bunch of different stuff that they just have to see on tape and say, okay, if they do this again, we're going to have to do this, this, and this, which I think Andy Reid does a lot anyway. Um, you know, they... They, they were fine. They were fine offensively.
2: One, one thing Kent does for us is a segment called 45 Seconds. If you haven't uh, checked it out, you can on the Hourhead Pride YouTube channel. And one thing he highlighted last week was the Chiefs showing similar looks week by week. And last week they got the team with this certain, this certain um, part of the play. And then when Andy really go back is, is line up the same exact way and do something completely different. So you're now preparing for something that worked mm-hmm. really well and he's doing something different. So using your own preparation against you. It's just a part of Andy Reid that I think is underappreciated because people don't ever, ever see it, and Kent really does a nice job breaking it down. So I think that's part of what you saw today is really a setup of the Los Angeles Rams because that's going to be a tough team, team to play, um, especially on that ugly, ugly-ass field. It looks. I'm terrified of that. I'm you just hoping that? someone doesn't get hurt. Do <laughs> uh, uh, pi- I have to look at this field Oh, no. my gosh. There are pictures coming out uh, this weekend. I didn't end up writing an article about it on ArrowheadPride.com because it didn't really seem like uh, anything was truly verified, so I just was a little unclear. But I did retweet a picture um, on the Arrowhead Pride uh, Twitter of what this field supposedly looks like, looks like after a concert. And the, the best way I could describe it is just like a really poor looking uh, Raiders field um, that is kind of has divots and, and and looks very messed up and really looks kind of dangerous uh, for a Chiefs team and a Rams team too. Your Super Bowl contenders. Um, battling it out on on Monday night, just eight days away. So you're telling me Eric Berry's not coming back next week, <laughs> or Reggie Ragland at this point. Remember, Reggie Ragland <laughs> suffered that knee injury because of a certain uh, type of field he was practicing on in the offseason yeah, that he, he should have been. been. It was like turf. I doubt you'd want to put Ragland on that type of field as well. And uh, you know, with the Chiefs' record, I, you're more cautious with with those type of guys. I think anyway, even if even with a difficult Rams team. By the way, the Seahawks leading uh, the Rams seven nothing in the first quarter right now.
1: I have so I will you sh- send me a picture of this issue this of people with this field because I'm trying to find the problem that people are having with this hold on I, I just I, I got you buddy all right I appreciate it because I want to see if this looks as awful ooh from the comeback.com concert destroys Estadia yes. Azteca. right uh the we field week before that's not good who played there Is it Justin Timberlake? Looks like a soccer team. Oh, my. Yeah, so that's the same field.
2: Uh, You can find these photos online by just uh, searching on Twitter for Chiefs and Rams, and and you can see what we're talking about. Um, Again, that game's eight days away. So it it would take, uh, you know, if you're in the NFL and you're thinking about, you know, two, again, of your teams that could be representing your conferences Mm. in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, you're sending your best crew down there to figure out what to do about that or move the game.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah, man. Now well, that's nasty. <laughs> that's it. Lines are wide open. You want to jump in? We want to hear from you. 576 7610 576 7610 is the phone number and text messages. Always welcome on the text line at 69306 on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride. Hashtag AP610. Coming up, we're going to hear from Andy Reid. Also, we'll go inside the Chiefs locker room, as well as the Arizona Cardinals locker room. And we're asking you the same question, Austin, through our way. We'd like to know from you. I mean, 9-1 and one is 9-1, and one, and they've beaten some pretty good teams and hung with the champs, or they wouldn't or the champs, but hung with the GOAT and the Patriots, or else this team would be 10-0 and 0 right now. What does this team have to do for you to make you think that, as another caller wanted to know, getting to an AFC title game would be, would be? Or what is the one thing they'd have to clean up to get to the Super Bowl? I mean, defensive pass rush looks good. Justin Houston's healthy. They got some turnovers. They bend. They don't break. They're 19th in points per game. Other stats, they're much worse. But the one that matters the most is points per game. Offensively, yeah, they're good. <laughs> Everything's fine there. And you know what?
2: It was a huge—it it probably doesn't get enough credit, but the play of both uh, Steve Nelson and— especially coverage-wise, Orlando Skandrick. We were real worried about that position, uh, I think, in the offseason leading into the season. It's not like they've been outstanding. I think Steve Nelson probably more so than Skandrick, but just good and and, and and very good. And I think that's a nice surprise because those were that was a position, you know, I, I talked about it, losing Marcus Peters. I wasn't happy about it in the offseason. I'll be the first to tell you that. Uh, they've looked good. The cornerback rooms look, looks good. Looks looked good this year. They are not a problem on this no. defense,
3: which is which is great. Now there's still issues with you know linebackers in coverage. Having Reggie Raglan and Anthony Hitchens on the field at the same time has served uh, to be a bad decision. It proved to be a bad decision because you know they're they're struggling to cover line, you know, running backs out of the backfield and all that good stuff. Safety position, yeah, we'd still like to see Eric Berry back there. Those are the two biggest issues on this team in general right now. Is just the safety position, getting some help there, and then uh, figuring out a way to cover linebacker or cover for linebackers to cover. So,
2: the Eric Berry thing is interesting too, because now you're at a situation he uh, didn't play again today. Um, I think we should hit the 100th day. I'll do the math in a second of no practice pretty soon here. Um, We get a t shirt, commemorative t shirt? We might. We might have to do it. Do you play him against LA because they're one of the better teams in the league, or do you just save him now until you need him? I think at this point,
3: I think you let him. I think December makes a lot of sense because the first game out of out of L. A. They're gonna have the bye week. Maybe get him some practice during the bye week. Get him some work uh, that that game week for week twelve or thirteen. Whoever, whatever. December second, I think is their their first December game after the Rams game. That, that, that seems is- like a, oh
2: baby, I just found something out. So it's been ninety two days as of today since Eric Berry's practice, meaning tomorrow's 93. Uh-huh. Monday against the Rams will be 100 days of no practice for Eric Berry. Uh, the longest uh, day-to-day uh, status in sports history. Can you 100 go, day days of day-to-day.
1: Can you go practice 100-day break into Monday night against Jared Goff? Well, don't forget, he didn't play 15 games last season. So can you go... So that'll be, again... No games, some light practicing... No practice for a hundred days, and then into Jared Goff, and 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 Todd Gurley, no. and Aaron Donald, that whole team. I think like, people you forget
2: p- about this. I mean, yes, Eric Berry was a superhuman off the field. I think his his cancer story inspirational. This guy has missed well more than a year of NFL football. I more more than a year.
3: It's I, not it's not his first injury either. The right. heel injury because he tore he
2: tore his ACL. Right. I just don't have a ton of confidence. Of him getting on an NFL field and it being seamless, and I just don't. Well, I don't. I, and I just I I, I question the chief strategy behind this. And, and I, I I don't know if the record has something to do with it. Maybe um, they look at it and they say, okay, we we just we'll, we'll put him on the field when we absolutely need him again. What do you like? The, what does it have to be a certain opponent? It okay. And this is I've I've thought about this the other day.
3: Just think about this. Are we like something? So, there's a disconnect here. There's a major disconnect between what is going on and what has happened to this point because there's no way the Chiefs, thinking that Eric Berry would be you know, out for t- the first 10 games of the season, probably the first 11 and all the way into December, we're going to keep him on the active roster, right? So what's the disconnect? Was there a setback? Was there... like What's the issue? There, there's something... There's a disconnect here. I don't know if it... I don't know From- what it is, but... You don't keep him on the
2: active roster for 10 weeks if you're not going to use him. From the reports that have come out, uh, you know, as you follow this thing, it, it appears to me that he had some sort of discomfort during training camp, so they pull him back. I think they thought that he might be available towards the beginning of the season, the Chiefs I'm talking about now. Um, and then you hear the Haglin's deformity thing where it's some sort of bone spur on his Achilles where he's had problems in the past before. Uh, and the interesting thing, and this is what what is the most peculiar to me, the guys like Ian Rappaport and um, Mike Garofolo, I mean, they're at a 99% rate of being correct. Right. And they keep putting out these reports that the Chiefs are confident, the Chiefs are confident, the Chiefs are, Chiefs are confident. Uh, Sam Melger has said the same thing. Uh, Therese Paler, formerly of the Star of Yahoo Sports, has said December now. Like Someone's out there, and, and for some reason, people keep saying that they're confident he's going to come back, yet you go to the media availability each and every week, and it's the same story. It's just the, one of the more peculiar stories I feel that you've um I've had or I've I've had really in my 5 or 6 years whatever it's been covering the Chiefs.
1: 576 7610 more of your phone calls James hang right there you want to jump in line behind him 913 576 7610 you can text us text us at 69306 Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, Mike Wickett, Andy Reed coming up. Also we'll hear from the rest of you. If you're leaving Arrowhead give us a call 576 7610.
0: The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players, make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio.
5: Second and ten.
1: Mahomes down the middle of the field and a touchdown, Tyreek Hill. That was the first of two for Patrick Showtime Mahomes. Part of his record-setting day. Touchdown pass number 30 and then 31 later, breaking Lynn Dawson's record. Thanks to CBS on the call. We got Pete Sweeney and Ken Swanson from Arrowhead Pride in studio. I'm Mike Wickett. Right to the phones, 576-7610. James in Jersey. What's up, James? You're on 610 Sports Radio.
6: Yeah, how you doing today? All right. Uh, Just got done watching the game.
7: Uh, It was a little scary there for a while. Thank God Justin Houston made that pick. Agreed. Um, Hey, Andy Reid's done a great job all year with his play calling, but I thought today was a little questionable for the following reasons. One, I think they went to empty backfield too many times, and I think that played right into Arizona's pass rush. I felt they should have ran the ball more with Kareem Hunt. Um, When they got down close, when they were on that seven-yard line, uh, they they go into a pass. I thought running the ball was better. Thank goodness uh, Mahomes hit uh, Tyreek on that third down play. But I just felt they should have ran the ball more. Uh, their offensive line did not have the best game today, and that is a concern going into the Ram game. If they think Arizona's fun, is tough, when they play uh, the Rams, it's going to be just as tough as not better.
1: Oh, I mean, you're talking about Sue and Donald and Dante Fowler. I mean, you're talking about some names, some beasts. Uh, I mean, if you haven't figured it out by now, Pete, Ree doesn't really love running the ball all that much. It's not his favorite thing in the world.
2: No, he likes pa- he likes passing the football. And luckily for Kareem Hunt, he's half a receiving back as well. I think he offers that dual threat, which is I think is why you see uh, Hunt featured quite a bit. There are certain parts of the game though where you y- you know, I he's so brilliant, and I-, I hate to I don't want to like. I will. Get on him too poorly, but there there are points of the game where you just should be handing the ball to Kareem Hunt and, like, letting him do what like he does. Like, on a
1: third and three, you're rolling it was Patrick Mahomes out.
2: The one that was, yeah, that it was the third and one
1: today. Yeah. And, and
2: that and it's just, it, it's occasionally where it's just like, okay, uh, Kareem Hunt is, is an outstanding NFL player. And Absolutely. He, and he can get
1: one yard. Hand the ball off. Right. there's a big old fire hydrant. Hand him the ball. Let him slam behind his big old fat offensive line. Fall forward. Pick up the off because if Mahomes gets a knee injury the season's over. Ugh. Season's over.
2: My heart just skipped a beat.
3: Talking about the the run pass ratios, yeah. one of the things that, you know, is kind of the the line between run pass ratio is kind of blurred a little bit now because the run pass option. So the yeah. Chiefs there's been play there's been games this year where the the play calling's been about 50-50 where, you know, there's there's 50 run play call like it's like a 50-50 running play call but um, because they have the pass option tagged to it and Mahomes elects to take it, the ratio actually gets a little it, bit more different than what it actually is, too. So there's part of that going on, too, is, you know, they, they might have been called. They probably they ran right. the ball 21 times or 23 times. They might have called 30 pass plays or I think run it was plays.
2: I think it was an interview this earlier this year where it, I, I'm, I'm thinking it was Laurent DuVernay. It was. I know what you're talking about. Uh, where, yeah, he was asked about that. And, like, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's it really truly is an option. And Mahomes... If he sees an opening to pass the football, he's taking that option. So it isn't all 100% read.
3: One other thing, running the ball just to run the ball is not six, is not good. You run the ball to favorable boxes, and that's what the run-pass po- option does is it right. creates, you're always right whether it's to run or pass based on box count.
1: I want to give you real quick uh, numbers on Kareem Hunt, his last five games. New England, 15 touches and a touchdown. Cincinnati, 20 touches, three touchdowns. The Denver Broncos, 21 touches, one touchdown. The Browns game, 18 touches, and he had three scores. And today, 18 touches. Kind of consistent between 18 and 23. The numbers are about the same. They feed him the exact same amount for the most part. It's all in there. But, James, it's a good phone call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's hear some from Andy Reid. Let's go down and listen to the head coach of your now 9-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. All right.
8: Um, as far as the injuries go, we really don't have any to – uh, talk about, so um, listen, uh, Patrick will not meet with you today, they had a family emergency, so he'll um, work out with Ted when the time will be that he uh, he meets with you, I just want to make sure we, I get that out to you um, great crowd today veterans day, and what a beautiful thing, so all the way around um, I was proud of our guys and the way that they played today, I thought uh, it's a uh, you know, that that was a team that was going to give you their best effort today they did that and uh, you know my hat goes off to Steve and the job that he's doing there working to turn that program around and, and get it going in the right direction um, again the five sacks I thought were were big on from our defensive standpoint we probably had too many from a offensive standpoint we'll take care of that and make sure we clean up a few things there but it was um, again all in all a good game where all three phases contributed you know I I, I like Tyreek's return, um, and uh, it's too bad that it uh, somehow got called back. So, with that time yours. the touchdown record thirty-one touchdowns Yeah, um, I, listen, he's had a heck of a year. I mean, he's playing playing his heart out, and. Um, I love the backside of that, the preparation and, and how he goes about his business there, and uh, day in and day out, you guys have a chance to see him at practice early, and he comes out every day, he's bringing energy, and he and, um, and makes sure that, that he has his things in order, and uh, w- when he does that, he's got a lot on his plate as far as responsibility goes to run that to run the offense so and he, he takes care of that
1: chiefs head coach andy Reid. let's hear a little bit more we'll go right back to the phones here in a sec but more from your head coach chiefs fans
8: and and uh you know, he's in a position where he can make everybody better around him and he's doing that so i'm, I'm proud of him for how he's going about his business How'd
10: you,
8: feel about well, listen, you, you could argue that he had the biggest play of the game right there so um uh, i thought he did a heck of a job and um it was great to get him back in there both he and danny get him out there and and play and get a little rust knocked off and then to you know come through and make make a huge play for us i thought um, i was proud of him for that you speak to
3: today, including
8: his... he had a big day over 100 yards um and would have had more with that you know with that return um, but to start the game the way we did i, I think that puts the team uh, on edge there, the opposing team, and, and um you know, we did a very quick, uh very short period of time. Uh And Tyreek had some big plays right from the first play. Um, so. Along with Justin to be back, just the pressure that they were able to get to this in half on Rosen, how much of that did you see? How much did you expect Justin to be back? The, uh, yeah, well, the guys were getting off the ball. I mean, even You know, when Justin came out, you saw 57, you know, get a big hit on the quarterback. So uh, it didn't matter necessarily uh, who was out there. The guys were, they had the snap count down, they were rolling. So, um, you know, they mixed it up a little bit on us as far as the snap count goes, but they, you know, they stayed on task with that and worked it out and were able to get off quickly. So I I think, uh, i tell you, it's a mix. It's a mix of, we had some blitzes there that I, I thought were great. You see your secondary players making. It's uh, on the quarterback, then you know that that's the
1: scheme part. Want to take this time and remind you you're listening to 610 a.m. KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. Andy Reid speaking to the media. Right back to the phones. More from Andy Reid coming up uh, in just a sec, but want to squeeze in a few phone calls from some Chiefs fans at 576 7610. CJ, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, CJ?
4: Hey, right, what's up, gentlemen? Thanks for taking my call. And I just want to give uh, uh, one of the coaches that uh, a lot of us, including myself, has been very uh, uh, skeptical about is, uh, Bob Sutton, man, I'm going to stop uh, criticizing you so much and actually try to get into your world. Because uh, one thing I'm starting to realize that I haven't before, I haven't before, is that uh, – Maybe all this time we've been calling for Bob Sutton's head in his job, but maybe Andy Reid knows that he's keeping around because his defense actually compliments his offense. But I'm not a genius like you gentlemen. I just uh, watch the games and drink beer, And uh, but I know that you are professionals. So I just want to see how you respond
1: to that. Uh, here's my response to that, I believe. It would be, it, It's. I'm going to put you on hold because now my computer all of a sudden stopped working, so I have no idea. It's amazing to hear people actually say that. They actually are going to give credit to Bob Sutton.
2: I told you, I, I think I think the big thing that comes through with Bob Sutton is I'm starting to think that the people that don't like him are the loudest and it maybe isn't the majority. You right. know what I mean? I, I don't there there have been a ton of injuries this year. And, and I understand there's been some games where the defense has looked really poor and they've given up a lot of yardage, but that's part of a nine and one football team. Right.
3: And I mean, there's still—don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of issues that need to be addressed with with what's going on the defensive side of the football. But I think you're starting to see that you know the first impressions that they had are not the reality of what this unit is and what this unit will be for for a large sample size of a whole season. They're going to be probably 17th. They're average. They're giving up 24 points per game now, dead even after 10 games. Uh, that would have been 17th in the league going into this week so you know there's there's plenty to be positive about on that side of the ball there's still plenty to work on but um it's it's not as bad as it looked you know early on in the year
1: you know when when people are actually praising bob sutton (laughs) (laughs) i mean or a record scratch like what the hell did i just hear Maybe it is the the, the minority is, I mean, the, is I, the loud the loud group.
2: I said it on the pregame show. I'll say it on the post for those that weren't listening before. I put up a poll that said, should we give Bob Sutton a break on stats? It was, you know, over 2,500 Chiefs fans weighed in, and, and 69% said, yeah, I mean, I think he deserves one. Mm-hmm. And, and as Bob explained, I mean, there's certain parts of the game where you do play off a little bit, and sometimes the yardage isn't necessarily going to match uh, the success of the defense. Like, maybe what they accomplished was accomplished by clock being taken off the ball. You know, right. it wasn't necessarily the case in this game, but there's been games where the Chiefs have been up quite a few points. So if- you know, the uh, the opposing team scores a touchdown or a field goal, but eight minutes were taken off the clock. That's that's an advantage for the Chiefs. Even it is.
3: The, oh, even the stats stats look good though this week. They only gave up right, 260 the stats actually yards. Right this week. I think part of it is like if you think about how bad it was during the preseason and how much people were panicking in the preseason too. Think about that. Like that, just a bad first impression. First couple weeks were rough, and then you know, but they've they've done a great job bouncing back.
1: When the offense was, I wouldn't say this offense was struggling today by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't what we were used to seeing. Who would have guessed? Four hours ago, that it would have been a defensive play that would have turned this game around. I mean, whoever would have guessed it would have been Justin Houston with a pick coming back in his first game back to turn this thing around. Big first down. 23 yard pickup. Rosen sets up the screen. Intercepted. Picked off by Justin Houston. That's pretty vintage. Pretty vintage Justin Houston right there.
3: Justin Houston in coverage? I What?
1: <laughs> oh <my God>. Don't <laughs> even. Let's
2: not even get started on that, Hat please, of all, of all the things that we, <laughs> we're doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the even more so than the interception, because I think if you're an outside linebacker slash a defensive lineman in that front seven, it's sometimes tough to come up with picks. Uh, sometimes you got to get a little bit lucky. Just seeing that old-school... Justin Houston, that he's this big-bodied guy, but is still really quick and can get to the quarterback. I just we haven't seen this version of Justin Houston that we saw in today's game in a very, very long time. I mean, there's been certain flashes of it over the years. He showed he, up a couple times this year, right. but not consistently. Like yeah. right, and if he can start getting back to this every single week, this is it's going to change the game for the Chiefs' defense. I mean, he at his best is a monster and we saw a little bit of it today I mean you don't want to jinx it and you worry okay he had a hamstring that can linger but again looked fine today
1: do I dare ask if any Chiefs fan is going to agree with our last caller and give Bob Sutton credit no I mean I mean I, yeah, I up t- and down I, I will I mean I'll get out of the think, way
2: I don't think anyone I don't think anyone is feeling compelled to get on the phone and call us and say Bob Sutton for president that type of thing No, no but I think, there's, I think there's a good amount of people that are out there that are like, okay, you know what, I, Bob's done an, a Bob's done a good enough job this year. I, I'm not. I'm no longer. I no longer have the tiki torch like they have in the Simpsons and calling for him to be fired. Um, you know, from his position.
3: See, we'll see how everybody feels after the Rams game.
1: Right. So we'd make sure? I, and I, I think the last caller's name was James, but I could be wrong about that. But the last dude that called. I want to talk to you in eight days. Yep. All right. Monday night when we're up doing this show late night next Monday. I want to know if you're going to call in with the same thing. If they if they lose 38-35, who knows if they will? I have no idea. If they lose 38-35, Goff has three scores, Gurley has two, and they give up 478 yards of offense. Write all these numbers down. These are my official predictions. Uh-oh. uh If that happens, is it still time to take some of the heat off of Bob Sutton? Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Got a couple of guys have been on hold for a while. We start with Matt in New Hampshire. What's up, Matt?
4: Yeah, right here, turn it down. Yo. Hey guys. Um I'm i live in New Hampshire. I'm from Kansas City and I went out to Airhood today and I had a blast and I want to say thank you for having me on the show. First of all, Justin Houston killed it today. And I want to say that I've been a fan of Bob Sutton all year. I think that he's been making stops when it matters. Third down, closing the game out. I've been really a big fan of it. But first of all, Tyreek Hill. We were talking about him Week one, and we haven't heard that much since. I think he whispered in Patrick Mahomes' year this year, and he said, I need to play today. Let's
2: let's make something happen, and he showed up.
1: He did. I mean, I I, I think that there were a lot of people.
2: You know, <sighs> this, this team, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's part of the reason why Sammy Watkins is happy here because he just has no pressure on himself anymore. You can make a case, and you watch a game, and it just depends on the game. You know, you pick it. Where you, you say to yourself, man, Kareem Hunt should be getting the ball more. Every man. game I watched, Travis Kelsey should be getting the ball more. Every man. game. Tyreek Hill should be getting the ball more. Every You game. only have X amount of plays to yeah. get all these guys the football. And, and Tyreek, it was Tyreek's turn today where you're like, wow, what, what he can do? They got to find a way to mix him in more. <laughs> and then Sammy kind of picks up the scraps from there, you know, but he he obviously didn't play today.
1: Well, I'm watching a little bit of this uh, uh Rams and Seahawks, although Kent keeps changing the game on me. I never know which game I'm watching. Sorry, buddy. But we're watching the Rams and the Seahawks. Seahawks already threw a touchdown to a tight end. Maybe next week the focus is to get Kelsey the football because I I don't know the stats. Fantasy nerds would know this. But what are the stats of St. Louis? St. Louis. The L.A. Rams. St. Louis, wow. What are the stats of the Rams?
2: Governor's Cup. On the (laughs)
1: line in Mexico City. (laughs) What are the the numbers that the – uh, the Rams give up, you know, touchdown wise to tight ends. If that's the weakness, I, I mean, maybe it's just picking your poison, and then your focus is is Kelsey, and everything else is kind of window dressing around it.
2: Yeah, that that, that that's the point that that Kent keeps hitting too, mm-hmm. and that's what Andy Reid does so well, and, and that's why. He- Reed and his mind is so dangerous with A this quarterback and B all of these weapons. Yeah. Because he can kind of build the the offense as he pleases and and he can hit you from any different angle and it's really hard for a defensive coordinator to go in with a game plan because on the fly it can change and you only add to that with when Mahomes as we talked about a little bit earlier has multiple options and there's multiple routes that guys can run on the play. It's just
1: how do you stop that? Thanks for the phone call, Matt. Travel safe, man, back to New Hampshire. Colin in Jersey, what's up? You're on 610 Sports Radio.
6: Hi, how are you guys doing? Um, first first comment, Bob son, for president. I just want to say just to give a laugh. Um, <laughs> what? Second comment, uh, I went to uh, the Bengals game two weeks ago with my dad. My dad is actually James. He was a caller, like two calls before. Um, I thought I'd give a call, trying to one-up him wow. here. Um, so, gr- first of all, great town. I've never seen more of, of a football town in Kansas City. Literally, they, they, leave, they live and breathe, you know, football. It's amazing. Um, but to comment on the game today, I felt as though, and it's also comment to what the team needs to be, to go above and beyond in the playoffs. Um, definitely the biggest thing is run defense, in my opinion. You can't allow 200 yards a game on the ground every single game and you expect to get a win off of Mahomes. I feel like the pass rush was definitely insane today, like the best I've ever seen it. But at the same time, you know, you're allowing this running back to go 10 yards to play on you. So I think definitely that. Um, And also I got this weird vibe that like last season vibe with the offense where they pass on first down and then they run the ball and it's like a stretch play. And what I have to agree with my dad before when he's talking about Andy Reid play calling, is that when you have Kareem Hunt, you got to run it up the middle at, the, at times. He was, getting, he was getting right up the middle, but then they started running to the outside, and it's almost like he was getting tackled behind the line of scrimmage like every play. So um, definitely run defense if you want to go above and beyond, especially against the Rams.
1: I like Col- Col- I like when Colin calls because he wants to slam the ball up the middle and stop the run. You are an old-school fan, Colin. You are not 2018, man. This is like 1960s football. I mean, football. This, is, this is three yards and a cloud of dust coming out of New Jersey. Right there from like Colin, like and I'm that. fine with that because you're right. Sometimes you just should slam your big gigantic running back behind your big fat ass lineman and pick up two yards.
2: Or you give it to Spencer Ware, and Spencer Ware is dirty good. I like I, I, I love Spencer Ware too, and, and kind of the mix up that he offers the Chiefs. Just a just a high powered offense, and I think you know the greatest one since the greatest show on turf. I tweeted this out last week. I think I think Spencer Ware is
3: going to be an asset coming here as the weather gets colder, as the games, you know, get as, as the weather gets colder, as these games start meeting more and more, everybody starts getting banged up. I think he's going to be an asset this year.
1: Colin, thanks for the phone call. And by the way, they actually held Arizona to under 100 yards rushing today. David Johnson had 98 rushing yards. Nobody else did anything. Uh, so they actually did a decent job defensively against the run despite having the worst run defense in, in yards per carry, they give up five point two yards per carry coming into this game. Three point eight today. That'll that should drop the average. See, uh, probably we're math guys. you math. guys
8: are just that's so impressive.
1: More from head coach Andy Reid down at Arrowhead. Oh, he
8: stepped over the fence and then took a hold of the camera and uh, or the wall, and uh, and yeah, that was too much. I, you know, I'm all into the personality thing, but um, he was out of personality, out of character there. So,
7: he, what's the conversation like between coach and player?
8: Yeah, not good, not good, but I, I mean, that did make me, that was, I was not happy, yeah. It seems like Pappers pressure a lot today, maybe more so than any game this year, just to, just to clean up issue. Uh, yeah, generation. yeah, we've got to, yeah, that we, yeah, no, yeah, they can do that too, so we've got, we got to make sure we do better, um, yeah, so proud of those guys, I mean, we've got a little bit of a, a mix in there of guys, and they haven't played a lot together, and so to step in and do what they've done so far. It's been a real plus, but um, we had too many too many pressures today, and we got to get that cleaned up. Get the communication cleaned up there. How
0: important
8: was it for the to with it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's big, and that's that's happened a couple times now. So when things have stalled out, then they they step up and, and make plays, and um, that's a that's a great thing. We need that from uh, um, you know as a football team, we need that, so it's important.
3: A couple more guys.
8: Yeah, I spoke about the young guys. You definitely had to get in and play the fact that we didn't play and then even Neiman the chance to play. What he may have done impact-wise and then some of the decisions being active. Yeah, listen, I thought he made a few plays in there and, and did a nice job. Uh, again, I'll have to look at it a little closer. He's tucked in there kind of in a mess, but it's um, sometimes hard to see. But I, I thought for the most part he, he did okay. Great experience for him, right, the young guy drafted the holdings, So it's, it's a heck of an experience
1: for me. you know. They were talking about at the very beginning of that that bit there, what Andy was talking about. Tyreek Hill jumping in the stands and and going with the camera, you know, which which everybody agrees was a pretty darn good celebration. A- Andy Andy didn't sound like he liked it too much. I right? mean, no. just from a football perspective, the penalty. Just listen to the beginning of this again one more
8: time. Oh, he stepped over the fence and yeah. then took a hold of the yeah. camera. And, uh, or the wall, and, uh, and yeah, that was too much. I, you know, I'm all into the personality thing, but um, he was out of personality, out of character there.
1: He was out of character. Wow. Actually, I believe that is Tyreek Hill's character. It was out of the realm of what's legal, but Tyreek Hill, I mean, look at him. He likes to to, no, to, I, to twerk
2: I, and show see, off. No, it's an NFL it's, player thing. I, I think it's more so, it's like, it's like when... You have a kid or something, and you're with your little brother or your little sister when you're younger, and you can get away with so much. And your parents are like, well, it's the weekend. Like, we can let them play outside. Oh, it's the weekend. They can have ice cream. Oh, it's the weekend. Whoa, well, you're climbing over the fence. You're going to break your neck. Like, <laughs> Andy Reid has let that kind of get to that point where it's like, okay, I didn't say anything about. Um, using the camera as a prop. Yeah, twerking. <laughs> yeah, I haven't said anything about the celebrations leading up to this point. And then all of a sudden, like, like he's surprised that it's gotten to the point where he jumped out of the st- like
1: That's too far.
2: Well, exactly. What I what I'm saying is then have a official conversation about like what's okay and what's not, because to this point yeah. everything that the, every all the celebrations that the Chiefs done at this point, the, the potato sack race, um I'm I'm, I'm drawing yeah. a blank on some of the other ones, but, but, but Pat we, trying to dance. Pat's
9: right. trying like soul the, train. The, the
2: the Soul Train thing, you know, at practice when they're bowling the humans um down. Like to this point, that you know everything's been fine. So then, like Andy's like getting mad that Tyreek jumped out of the stands. Is trying to be even more original. Like he wasn't mad at Demetrius Harris for jumping into that whatever he jumped into, um random box, ran- or the ran- yeah, the random, yeah, I don't know uh, what that is. So I don't know. It, I I can see where yeah, that can be too much. Where you know, especially I think on the record breaking, as you kind of alluded to in the halftime show.
1: Oh, we'll get to that.
2: But, but at the same time, can't wait. At the same time, I mean, you let the celebrations of these uh twenty somethings happen you know these uh early guys in their early 20s happen up to this point are you really surprised that they've taken it to another notch
1: well i mean at that moment in the game what what if that you know and i know that kickoffs are stupid and probably we don't need them anymore in the nfl but what if that changed the football game it was 20 to 7 at that point it was not 35 to 6 at that point what's i mean are they going to like let's say the next time tyreek scores a touchdown and what if it's late in the game and he decides to hide a cell phone underneath the goalpost, like what's his name, did Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas did last week in honor of Joe Horn. What if something like that happens? Well, they,
2: obviously, they finally have reached the point where it's over the. It's line. props. I won't think. I don't think you'll see any celebrations that are that too outlandish from this point forward. Because, it, but if
1: he loses his mind and does something stupid in a it, it, in January, it's not going
2: to happen again. I'm telling you, knowing Andy Reid and knowing how this organization works, there's going to be a meeting tomorrow that says we're not doing this anymore.
1: Write it down. There will be celebrations. There oh, will no be doubt. celebrations. But there's
2: there, there's going to be a clear conversation with the team tomorrow about the new line that's being. You don't set. think
1: they'll cross the line? You don't think Tyreek Hill not or Kareem af- Hunt will cross the line? Not after today. All right. Write that a- down.
2: Andy Reid commands a certain amount of respect that maybe other coaches like wouldn't get, like a Mike McCoy, for example. I'm not. Surprised. I, I wouldn't expect the, the players to be uh, too excited. Hugh uh, Jackson, exactly. <laughs> not going to get that when you win like Andy Reid has won. People listening.
1: Yeah, but does I mean Sean Payton didn't get the respect. But Michael Thomas disrespected the, the Saints by hiding the phone under you. And Sean too- Payton's won a Super Bowl.
2: I think that's a little bit different because he was uh, doing it out of uh, respect to Joe Horn. You know, it was kind of a throwback to something that he had done a, wa- a long time ago. And I, 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 it was a little bit out of character for Michael Thomas. But it's not like he came up with that. He was just doing it as a, as a Saints thing.
1: Let's get Chris in Jefferson City up as we bring it back to you here at 576-7610. 7, 6, 7, 6, What's up, Chris? Thanks for calling, man. Hey, guys. I, I try to hit
4: you guys as soon as I leave the stadium because I always lose you about Boonville. Um, the uh, the call against D Ford on that personal foul was the one that really bothered me because that was a huge game changer. It was third down, third and 20. And I was just kind of curious. I, I hate complaining about the Zebras, but uh, what is Gerald's take on that?
3: You haven't really seen, you know, the Chiefs get hit for one of these being soft on the quarterback kind of penalties. Like, you know, Clay Matthews has been, like,
2: not Just, since training camp, or in, um, I'm sorry, the preseason. Yeah, with like, yeah they
3: really haven't. They really haven't hit one of these yet. That was their first experience of having a bad call go against them like that. And I think that's the. They eventually scored a touchdown on that drive,
2: right? Yeah, and the NFL referees won't say this, and and again, Clay early on in the season was a little bit different story. But it hasn't been. I don't. I, I think in general it hasn't been as bad as it was called in the preseason, in the regular season. That being said, I mean
1: since October, hit, right. they've kind of they, they started. They just haven't seen it yeah. as much.
2: But yeah, I mean you saw one of those today, and, and it is a little bit of a case of the, this new NFL where they're they're trying to preserve their quarterbacks, and and you understand why. I mean, I, it all it all seemed like it stemmed really from the Aaron Rodgers play last year, uh, where you know the guy landed on him, and and now you're without one of your number one stars, like. The last thing the NFL wants right now is right. for Patrick Mahomes to go down. Right. You yeah. know, that, that's, and that's, you know, on the other side of it, you got to call it the same way both ways. And uh, you saw one of those today.
1: And for the record, the Anthony Barr hit was legal. The Anthony Barr hit was legal. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Anthony Barr hit was legal. It was not. And I, I, I'm a Packers fan, and that is a legal hit that he had uh, last year. I believe I can announce this. It's a final, 4 2. Is that the final from Children's Mercy? Sporting KC one,
4: yes, they were yep. moving Charlie on. Charlie gets a goal right in the uh, final minute of extra time.
1: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Well, insult to injury with the final goal. <laughs> <laughs> Four two of the final. Sporting KC moves on uh, in the postseason. So, congrats. Uh, if you're leaving and you want to talk about the Chiefs game, if you're leaving Children's Mercy, you can five seven six seven six ten. Yep. If you're leaving Arrowhead, we have lines open for you as well. Kenneth has been down in Atlanta. What's up, Kenneth? You're on six ten Sports Radio. What's going on,
4: fellas? Yo. Uh, I just wanted to mention, I think a couple of calls earlier you all mentioned uh, what needed to be done for this team to basically win in the playoffs and win in the Super Bowl. I think the main thing that needs to be cleared up in this team is the penalties. Um, I won't say that they're undisciplined, uh, but I will say that you know, on certain plays, they do kind of lose their heads a little bit, and um, you know they kind of get calls against them that in in opportune mo- moments. And if that happens in the playoffs, especially against a good team like a Aaron, you know, with uh, Tom Brady and you know all the other good teams, then that can that can hurt this team. Uh, especially if it's the defense that's trying to make a stop or if it's the offense trying to make a play downfield, then I feel like the penalties is, is the main thing that probably needs to be cleaned up for this team to be able to make it further.
1: Uh, thanks for the phone call, man. Today, eight penalties, 63 yards. Big chunk came on that one we were just talking about with D. Ford. Uh, that being said, eight is a low number for this team. They're right. usually in double digits. So, I mean, today they did clean it up a bit. Yeah, and it
2: needs to be even better than that. I, it just... Again, when you reach the, the playoffs, which is now starting to creep up on us a little bit here, that has to be cleaned up because with the top six teams in the AFC, you're going at it. and You got to beat these teams. The margin of victory just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and you can't be taking penalties like that. Help
3: yourself by protecting the football and help yourself by trying not to have stupid penalties. Those two things can go a long way in helping you down the stretch. I totally agree.
1: Take a quick timeout. Coming up next, more from Andy Reid. Also, we'll go inside the Cardinals locker room. You're going to hear from Larry Fitzgerald. The future Hall of Fame wide receiver spoke to the media. Find out what he had to say. Coming
0: up next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players, big time players. 610 Sports Radio.
8: wear Ware in the backfield on first and goal. The give is to
1: Ware and Ware to the end zone. No touchdown call yet. Now there is. Spencer Ware getting the job done. You know, if you listened to us uh, on your way into Arrowhead earlier today, Paul Charchian from Fanball.com, Pete, he told us a couple of things. He said David Johnson would be a great play today. He was right. right. And he said a sleeper pick would be Spencer Ware. I mean, sure. that's a real sleeper pick, and he got in the end zone.
2: Right. He he did. I, it was a good job by charge, except for when I asked him for a quarterback recommendation, and he provided Josh Rosen, which
1: gave me eight points. You know, Meatloaf did a song called Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. So, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs>
2: that still holds no, uh, up. I like Spencer Ware. I've, I've tweeted out last week that I think he, you know, I don't necessarily know if he can replace the upper echelon starters in the National Football League. But I think he, there's a starting job for him somewhere, so it'd be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, if it is back with the Chiefs in a, in a role-player role or if it's somewhere else next season where he might get an opportunity to be the number one back.
1: Every guy wants to start. Nobody's like, oh, I can't wait to get to the NFL and be a complimentary back. But do you think he wants to go out and can he be the guy? Can he get starter money and, and give starter productive value? I, can he I, get starter yards? Right, right now, he's,
2: in my opinion... Spencer, I'm sorry, and Kareem Hunt's change of pace type of type of back, and and he's in on certain plays, and and I like I think the Chiefs like him, uh, in pass protection. I I find that that with where a situation that might be good for him is like the one in in Denver where you have Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, and they're like a one a one b type of thing, maybe like a James White Sony Michelle. I'm not saying maybe he gets. Eighty percent of the snaps, but maybe like a 50-50 running back by committee, where he, you know, it's a one A one B type deal.
3: Star money is kind of relative, too. It's not like he's gonna get Le'Veon Bell money. He's not gonna get a big yeah. paycheck, but it's gonna be like Le'Veon he'll- Bell ain't even getting Le'Veon <laughs> Bell money <laughs> right. right now. He ain't right, any money? But <laughs> well, he's gonna get like three or four million dollars from the I don't know somebody. It's, he's gonna get
1: three or four million dollars, and he's gonna have a good year. He's he's been a full feature back before. Is, do you think that he can carry the rock better than Eckler in San Diego? Yes. Is he better than Freeman in Denver? Yes, is he better than? I don't know if he's better than Freeman, but he's close. Mm-hmm. Is he better yeah. than whatever yeah. Oakland's running back situation yeah. yes. is? Absolutely. Is he better than Jalen Richard? Richard? Yes, yes, I would take Spencer Ware or Jalen Richard for sure. Yeah,
2: I mean there's there's a job out there is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and it, and it's it's cool because again this is a guy in Spencer Ware. If you talk to Andy Reid there wasn't certainty that he would play again when he suffered his rare knee injury. I think it was LCL LC- L- 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 and PCL. I don't
1: know.
2: One of the LCLs. I was the-
1: told there would be no math.
2: One of the CLs, he tore two of them. And for him to be able to come back and really look like he did in 2016, which was a starter for the Chiefs, it's, it's very impressive, and, and you hope he can win a championship in Kansas City this year and then find himself a nice little cush job next year.
1: Uh, we're at three uh, three touches, had 13 yards, and did have the score today for the Chiefs. One more time, let's hear from the head coach of your Chiefs, Andy Reid.
8: That was the first time I ever got to boot it during a coin flip. I mean, <laughs> that was brutal, but that, that's all right. Um, uh, that, that happens. We, we talked about it during the week that you can't let that disrupt you and, I've never talked about that to anybody. Uh, never been asked the questions you guys asked me last week either, so not a lot of coin flip. But um, we, we won the game. So I'll go, we're okay now. Everything's okay. All right. So then, to What's in the yeah, we have a ton of respect for Mark. He's a good football player. We know that. So we just got we gotta prepare ourselves for that whole football team. They got a good football team and they just go through our preparation, take care of business. It's not one guy I guess you know that's not what it is. So we uh you know, it's team sport.
1: I don't know if he has a lot of love for Marcus Peters. Andy Reid is most certainly, in my opinion, the reason Marcus Peters is not there's a lot of reason in Kansas City right now. Um is Marcus Peters a good football player right now?
2: Not right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's suddenly just bad and you should write him off completely. I think he's had a couple bad weeks and he's looked.
1: He's an uh, average defensive back right now.
2: It, probably below average the way he's looked the past couple of weeks, but that doesn't necessarily mean he could uh, fix things and, and get back to that all-pro uh, status. I mean, it's just he's under a little bit of a microscope because he was their addition. You know, there was problems in Kansas City. There's been some. Uh, interviews with him coming out now where you know he's just a little bit of a different guy where he's 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 happy to curse he's not he's not afraid to do so um and so sometimes i think in in the the eyes of people uh when you're performing poorly especially uh that that becomes less welcome
1: in three seasons before this year he was allowing a quarterback rating of 65.2 that's pretty good that's fourth best in the national football league this year Quarterbacks are throwing at Marcus Peters, and their quarterback rating is 145.2. And he owned
2: yeah. up to it, though. I mean, last game, reporters were trying to provide him provide excuses, and he was saying, "No, I've just been poor." And, and so, he owns it, man. Right, and, and you appreciate that. And, and the thing I like about him too, and if you you can, I can understand if you could take or leave the cursing, but it's rare sometimes when you go into an NFL locker room like I, I do during the week and get a clear cut, straight 100 percent honest answer. And one thing he is is he always tells you the 100
1: percent truth. Uh, let's head over to the other locker room and hear what some of the uh, other players have to say. Coming up, by the way, from the Chiefs locker room, Chris Jones and D. Ford. But first, oh, wow, a hit refresh. We have got a ton of players for you to hear from. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the future Hall of Famer, speaking in the Cardinals locker room after today's loss.
5: You know, it's. He happens to be on so I mean, I'm really close with T.O. and, and you know, his, you know, his, his friendship and uh, my relationship with him is invaluable to me. It means a great deal to me, and uh, you know, to be mentioned in the same break with him, it means a lot to me. And, you know, you know it's, it's frustrating that it comes in another loss. Um, you know, I think offensively, we are on the field a lot more. Obviously, we, we would love, love to have more points, but um, you know, it's uh, like it's another step in the right direction. You know, we were. Almost that 30 minutes of possession time. So I mean, we're, we're on the field, but better on third down today. Uh, you know, but it's, it's things that we need to clean up. You can't give a team like Kansas City many has possessions. And, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a player like Tariq Hill. I mean, as explosive and dynamic as that guy is, I mean, it hurts from so many phases of the game. It was, you know, it, was uh, it was fun to see it in person. It was
11: so close at times. How do you finish drives? Now. It seems to be the biggest key. You had, you guys had opportunity.
5: Yeah, we did have some opportunities, and it would have been great to be able to finish those. And, uh, you know, it could have definitely changed the complexity of the game. Um, you know, we showed some resolve. Um, you know, playing in a hostile environment is just one of the top five toughest places to play in the National Football League against the most prolific offense. And we stood in there and we fought, uh, but we didn't make the plays that we needed to win against a good team like this. Just... Are you here from T.O. yet? i can't hear you? Cam Newton said it best you know, a few years ago. Show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser. I mean, you never, you never handle losses. I mean, that's not something you, you think you, you ever want to get used to, you ever do get used to. It's not something I'm ever going to allow myself to become accustomed to um, get back to work tomorrow, you know, watch the tape, and um, see how I can improve myself, and you know, pick, up, pick, up, uh, you know, pick up the guys around me and try to move forward. Are you seeing an incremental improvement in the offense? Are you seeing improvement? Yeah, I mean, I see. I see it. I mean, today we were, like I said earlier, we we're a lot better on third down. We were abysmal, you know, in the last eight games. But today, I feel like we were, we were much better. We scored the touchdowns in the red zone, uh, but you know, you, you can't, you can't turn the ball over. You can't get behind the sticks. You know, you got to be able to take advantage of every opportunity
1: when the are against a team as good as they are. There's a very, uh, you can tell, emotional uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Sad. He's very sad. Sick of losing, man. I mean, think about that guy in his career, how close he got to winning one Super Bowl, and he's gonna he, he passes T O. We heard him talk about that at the beginning. He passed T.O.'s for second Ugh, all
2: time. That's heart wrenching. Santonio Holmes in the back of the end. Of Ugh. He came back for this. He came back this year for yeah. this. I
1: well, I mean, he came back for Sam Bradford, and he wound <sighs> up with this.
2: He's the type of guy that. You know, at this point of his career, he should be going to, like, an Eagles or a Patriots just for one last
1: what was Did he the... sign a multi-year deal? Do you, does anybody know what Larry Fitzgerald's contract is? Because if, if he's got one, if this is it. Believe it or not, I do not.
2: I, am, I, I, I do not know what. I America's cannot believe
1: contract. you don't know what an NFC West's third best wide receiver's contract status is. I thought you were an editor-in-chief.
2: <laughs> I know. Lazy Sad. bastard.
1: Sad. Uh, but if he does, if this is it and he can go sign anywhere, dude. Larry
2: he's due to become a, a quick quick uh quick googling uh, has has shown me that he's, he's due to become a UFA uh for 2019.
1: So. I, I would love to see him go to a contender and maybe not be the one but go somewhere be a two and and just be a guy. You know what I mean? Like I would love to see that guy like a Sammy Watkins cyber role. Yeah. Yeah, go and be a, a dangerous red zone threat that you can a count on, on, on a f- team. Oh my lord. <laughs> Hey, speaking of fourth option, let's bring in Brad Fanning from The Drive here on 610 Sports Radio. Fanning, win today. Did you sleep at all during this game? Was it a snooze fest? You know, it was one of those games where right before the Justin Houston interception, I
7: was about ready to tweet that we got ourselves a ball game here. And then it changed dramatically. And I was having a conversation walking out of the the stadium and um, Digital Brad's with me and he goes, is that game what you expected? I said, no, it wasn't, but Every time you think you know what's going to happen in the NFL, something different happens. So I'm not really all that surprised by it. I guess I was a little bit surprised um, how much pressure they were able to get on Patrick Mahomes because that offensive line was really, really good this year. That surprised me quite a bit. Um, but, no, I mean, it was an NFL game. It wasn't one of the more exciting games. But, hey, it's a win. And, you know, getting wins in the NFL, I know it sounds cliche, and I'm probably going to sound like a coach here. But, I mean, it really is tough to win in the NFL. I mean, ask the Cardinals. Miller asked the Romeo Cornell Chiefs. So um, a win is a win, and uh, and they got it done today, even on their worst day, which I think is a really
2: good sign. Talking with Brad Fanning of The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Brad, were you surprised and refreshed by the way the Chiefs' pass rush looked today?
7: Yeah, I, I was. I was, because one of the things that I said leading up to this game during the week is that, you know, this is, and it's going to sound crazy, so just hang with me on this, but, you know, I think it's going to be a statement game for the Chiefs defense. And, and, and I know that sounds crazy considering you've got a really bad team coming in. But if, if the Cardinals came out here and hung 28 on, them, then we got a problem. You know, so I think the Chiefs defense went out there and, and, and did their job today. Now, obviously, we're great on, you know, on the opening drive of the game and the opening drive of the second half. But I wouldn't say surprise, Pete. Um, I would say please more than, more than anything. Like, that's the kind of effort I would expect against a team that was down.
1: When when you're looking at this game, and we've had some callers, and we've had the conversation as well here today, Brad, about the whole look-ahead factor and and, and going in. I mean, I listen. I mentioned this on the pregame. I heard you guys in the afternoon. You know I listen to you guys. I heard you and Sweeney over here and Carrington. There's no way that this team can lose. There's no way that this team can lose. Every show was talking about it. But you watch this. This wasn't their A effort. How much do you think they were looking ahead to the big Monday nighter? I don't
7: think they were looking ahead at all. I mean, I I think this team is – I think this team's beyond that, to be honest with you. And and, and I'll, I'll tell you this too, Mike. I didn't think, I didn't think there was any any way that the Chiefs. I mean, I actually did think the Chiefs could lose this game. I thought it was a really small chance that they, they would lose this game, but it's certainly possible in the NFL. I don't think there's a whole look-ahead thing with this group. I really don't. And and I think part of that is is because you've had some guys that have come really close that are still on this team, leaders. And I'm talking guys like Eric Berry. I'm talking guys like Justin Houston. Um, players like that that have been in the perfect situation with a bye week and a home playoff game, and then they don't have anything to show for it. And I, I think dudes like that are not going to let anybody look ahead. You know, and so I, I don't think the look-ahead thing, I think it's fun to talk about, and I think if, if you, you try, it seems logical, but I don't think there's a whole lot of look-ahead in this group. I really don't, based on, um, based on, you know, on their past. I and mean, that, that's the way I feel about it anyway.
2: Brad, one thing I enjoy about you is, you know, you, you get touched by these sports moments. I I know that you talk yeah. often about the goosebumps you feel when the Royals win a World yeah. Series. Was it special for you today to watch uh, Patrick Mahomes in less than 10 games because it was the middle of the game uh, break Lynn Dawson's single-season franchise touchdown record?
7: You know what? Not really. I mean, that one's been good for us. <laughs> but, 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 you know, but you know what got me, Pete? Seriously? What's that? Is is seeing the flames go up when they introduce Mahomes and then – and the introduction that he got. That's yeah. the one that gave me goosebumps today, coming out right at the beginning of the game. That got me. You know, um, the touchdown itself, and maybe it's just because right after it happened, Tyree Hill jumped in the stands and, and and stole the thunder by, you know, getting behind <laughs> some CBS camera or whatever. But that one didn't really do it for me. I, and, and the other thing that we talked about this week, too, is that I, I, I'm not sure... You know, I'm not sure how big into individual records Chiefs fans are. I mean, I think we'd rather have wins in January. Or maybe just because it's a football record, you know, and, and we don't seem to be as romantic about football records as we are about some other sports like baseball. But, yeah, no, I, it, I didn't – didn't, I wasn't overcome with emotion in the press box when that happened man. I thought – you know, I went back and I looked before the game. And going into today, there were 98, 98 times a quarterback had thrown for 31 touchdowns in a season over the course of the history of the NFL. No Chiefs quarterback had ever done it. I mean, it's just about damn time. I mean, that's really the way I felt about it, truthfully. There wasn't anything emotional about it at all.
1: <laughs> well, Brad, I've always said you're my favorite third of the, the, the drive here on 610 Sports Radio, and it was confirmed by you staying, saying that Tyreek Hill stole Patrick Mahomes' moment. I 1,000% agree with you. We thank you for yeah. joining us, man. I'm sure you guys will be debating that on the drive coming up tomorrow. What else are you guys doing? I know my favorite hour of the week is coming up with Mays and Barber.
7: Yeah, we got the Monday morning linebacker tomorrow, which is always great because I love getting, you know, I love getting a player's perspective from it because we can sit back and say, here's what we think and here's what we sh- they should have done and here's what should have happened and here's what this, this, and this. And then, you know, and then Barber will come in and I'm like, you guys are idiots. Here's what it really is. <laughs> you know, and, I,
4: and I enjoy that. You
7: know, like, I want to learn. Like, I love hearing it from a player, you know, about, about what, how it really right. goes down. Like, I had my theory a couple of weeks ago that, you know, Kareem Hunt was hurtling guys because he got fined 26 grand for trying to put his head down and run over somebody. And Barbara thought I was the biggest idiot on the planet. You know, <laughs> so that's not the way they think. And I'm like, okay, I'm just throwing it out there. But, yeah, the Monday morning linebackers tomorrow, that'll be great. And uh, we'll have plenty to talk to. I, I don't, I'm i sure you guys played the Andy Reid sound when I asked him about the conversation between he and Tyreek afterwards. And yeah. He said it was not good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and we're going to hear from Tyreek coming up, too, so we'll get his perspective on that. Hey, Brad, yeah. appreciate it, man. All right, fellas, take care. Brad Fanning, uh, The Drive, weekdays 2 to 6 right here on 610 Sports Radio.
2: Yeah, the thing he's talking about tomorrow is at 3 o'clock with uh, Mays and Barber. It's just such a good hour of radio because you, you do hear uh, similar to what it's talked about in the locker room right here yeah. on The Drive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. By the way, remember the debate we got in last week talking about Baker Mayfield with uh, with Barber? You, you might remember that with Sean about a week ago. The
2: Yeah, the 30-minute hole that was burned into my brain. Yeah, <laughs> <right there.
1: laughs> Baker Mayfield today. Just throwing this out there. Seventeen of twenty for 216, three scores.
2: Is that good?
3: I'm, I'm
1: gonna send that to Barbara and ask him if that's good or not.
2: I tended to be on your side on that one. So
1: well. See Pete, you're smart too. So you agree with me on that and the fact that Tyreek Hill stole Patrick Mahomes' I, moment.
2: To an extent. To an extent. I, I think I don't I don't necessarily think Tyreek Hill was thinking today, I'm going to steal Patrick Mahomes' moment, but he did pick the timing bad. Like I just don't think he was thinking about it, which he should have been.
1: <laughs> hey, let's hear, let's hear, <laughs> you from, know what I mean. Uh, let's hear from Tyreek Hill. Uh, we, we are going to hear from Kareem Hunt. You are going to hear from Chris Jones. You are going to hear from D. Ford. Ben Neiman also speaking to the media. But first, let's hear from Tyreek Hill, who had a couple of touchdowns today for the Chiefs. That's probably
10: why I did. How it. fast are you? I shout out to
4: man. <laughs> Ty, were you doing that on that plate as part of knowing that was Patrick's tie-breaking uh, touchdown, or just you were just
5: doing a celebration?
10: Yeah, uh, we just don't go with that. We just don't <laughs> go with that. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but I do not know, man. The celebration just came into my head, and I just did. Hey, Rich, uh,
8: put 31 touchdown passes in
10: 10 games for fact. You got a perspective to it. Hey, that's something I do Man, for real. But that's crazy, man. But, I mean, for him to uh, come in to uh, do that, I mean, that's amazing, man. Like, a lot of people doubted him. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying um, he wasn't going to do this, he wasn't going to do that. But he shut a lot of people up right now, and I'm proud of him, man. Like, he just got to uh, continue to move forward, Stay hungry, stay hungry, and um, we'll be all right, man, because, I mean, we got playmakers all over the field, man. We got Kareem, Kim, you know what I'm saying, Pat, I mean, D-Rob, Conley, man, so we got a lot of playmakers, man. Are you coming for our job, Skyrie? Uh, thank you. Right. I am. I am. So be on. Hey, y'all. Alert all of you. Cameras over here too. i like nine, nine to one now. To keep wow. roll, you keep rolling. We're high for touchdowns. Nine, nine touchdowns now. I uh, do you want to catch Get better each what's, what's next for you? Uh, to try to get a punt return, not called back. <laughs> one, right? <laughs> but uh, for me, man, I just got to continue to get better. Uh, I went
9: against the best. I
10: feel like, in my opinion, Pat Peaks, you know what I'm saying? So I was able to, to um, learn a lot. I mean, he was telling me um, what I was doing wrong um, when I lost against him. But um, when I won against him, I was telling him what I was doing. So I mean, today was uh, great for me and him. So I was having fun with him. around <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, uh, There's some of Tyreek Hill is a little tough to hear there. Uh, by the way, the first question he was asked about his celebration, he didn't know that Mahomes was breaking that record.
2: That's what I said. I, I don't. He think, didn't know. I don't think he was an intentional steal of the moment. It still was not a good look it's by a, any it, means. It's a, it,
1: it was a steal of the moment is what it was, and it tells me that Tyreek Hill – selfishly oh, wow. did not know <laughs> oh. selfishly did not know that his quarterback is about to break a 54 year old record they the, come on the, the come maybe, on maybe the, the clichés are, are real I, I i don't i don't pay attention to, these, right, to,
3: exactly.
2: these, to the these these records the chiefs always say they pay little attention to the numbers and and it matched up today it looked like i mean but yes you would have liked in that moment for instead of Tyree Hill jumping into the stands and stealing the attention, he would have picked up the ball and given it to Mahomes. Exactly. That, that probably would have been
1: That's my quarterback, t- you know the right thing to do. That's what he should have done. Instead he jumps in the stands. I love the celebration on its own, but in that moment I agree. It was selfish. I do not. Well, Kent, that's why <laughs> you're wrong a lot. <laughs> Often,
3: <laughs> often. Well, Pete, uh, who who caught a bunch of L's today? The oh. predictions.
1: Actually, Pete, you're wrong a lot today. It was,
3: It's true. You you've had, a, the- you've
1: had a rough day today.
3: Maybe you should be siding with
1: me, Wicket. Uh, I want to check fantasy football scores here in a moment. Let's oh, go no. back into that locker room uh, and let's listen to Chris Jones talk with the media. <laughs> Just what difference did your pass rush as a team make in the game as far as the outcome? What impact did it have?
10: I mean, just being the quarterback play. I mean, any type of way. Uh, you know, back end guys. I'll be a quarterback. You know, tilts, overthrows. You know, being up to be in be a perfect pass or So we kind of complement each other. What are your thoughts on Tyreek running the camera? Oh, that was a savage move, man. Hey, listen, I told Tyreek that's the best move. Like, listen, you got the money to pay for the fan. I love it. Like, I'll do it again. But you will never see me do that. You know, I don't have. <laughs> Chris, uh, when you guys are rushing the passer like that, just consistently, kind of overall, is, is there a point where you see sense the quarterback sort of making some mistakes or getting jittery? Oh, of you know uh, he's keeping an eye on the rush and also trying to look downfield, so he kind of hesitate on throws yeah. and begin yeah. to pump the ball, so give us more time to get there. Yeah. What do of the of the you
2: guys are Late in the game, kind of almost a turning point. You guys get a big
8: interception in offense. How big was
10: that for you guys? To you know, they're having a struggling game. Yeah. You know, huh. yeah. you know, huh. Like I said, man, um, everyone is gonna you know, be pretty mentally. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to win games here, no matter your way. So you know, uh, got to come to each
1: other. You know, help each other. There's Chris Jones in the locker room. Uh, coming up, we're gonna hear from Kareem Hunt, who had another monster day for the Kansas City Chiefs. Our final break. You want to squeeze in a phone call? You can, Josh. Hang right there. We're going to get to you. You will be our final caller, and we'll go back inside that locker room. Again, you're going to hear from Kareem Hunt coming up next.
0: The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Big time players, big time plays. 610 Sports Radio.
1: All right, final call goes to Josh. Josh, you are our last call, brought to you by Luca's Liquors. What's on your mind, Josh? Thanks for calling, bud.
7: Hey, yeah, no problem. Actually, I never have gotten through to you guys. You guys do an awesome show, all of your shows across the board. So, I'm listening to you guys on radio.com.
1: Oh, man, thank Um, you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, no doubt.
7: So, I don't know if you guys have talked about it or if anyone's brought it up, but I was a little disappointed at about seven and a half minutes left to go. Kansas City had the ball. Um, They went three and out. And uh, Andy Reid ran the ball first down and second down. Um, and what I thought, you know, I'm like, hey, he's 51 yards from being able to get to 300. Why why is Andy Reid not kind of taking that shot? I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, like you guys said earlier, we're spoiled as Chiefs fans. But I'm thinking, is there ever going to be another time in this kid's career where he's eight, I mean, eight games in a row with 300 yards where I, uh, he has a legit shot?
1: You know, it's funny, Josh. I think he will. <laughs> and I don't you know and I know it again chiefs fans are spoiled but I believe he will have another shot to run off three straight 300 or eight straight 300 yard games I didn't really know why Andy went conservative other than running the clock because he had a lot of faith in his defense but uh I I believe he will we will see Patrick Mahomes have a lot of 300 yard days
2: that's the beauty of it I mean it's impossible to tell yeah. the future. You never know, of course, in, in the most daunting of circumstances if you know there was some something that would have to happen with like injuries and so on and so forth. But assuming that he's going to have you know, a mostly healthy career or mm-hmm. whatever like that, this is the first episode or the first, um I should say season of what should mm-hmm. be a long, long, long series like you would watch uh, a, a sopranos or something on like, like on Netflix.
1: like remember the first time you watched a couple of episodes of The Walking Dead? Yeah, you're like, all right, I see. I, I'm digging this, and then they just kept getting better. Right, maybe not the last few years, but up in you know the first four or five years, you're like, all right, I, I'm going to see more zombies, and I'm going to see.
2: It's funny that you say maybe not the last few years because sometimes people stay too long in the yeah. end. So maybe at you last know. It, by but the way, yes, that- you're at the very, very beginning. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if, if you're a betting, you you would bet that in his career he'll have another opportunity.
1: He'll have another. I I believe Josh he'll have another streak like this. I think that. Andy, for what it just wanted to get out of there with a win, and and I believe that's why he went that way. But thank you so much for the phone call and for the uh, the kind words. We appreciate that. Uh, Josh was our last call. Last call brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore with their newest location now open just west of Liberty at one fifty two in Flint next to the Best Buy. Back into the locker room, Kareem Hunt. Monster Day today and he spoke to the media. Touchdown
8: passes in 10 Put that in perspective
12: for I mean no, you that's the thing you really don't see often, barely if you do. And uh Pat's is a competitor, a great guy, and you know he always trying to win. So we needed all thirty one of those touchdowns and he got them
10: Characterize this game as so more of a physical game, not as many yards and points as you guys are used to, kind of a grind out there.
12: No, yeah, it's definitely a grind out there, and uh, definitely that was a team who was trying to, you know, come up big in a big time win to get their program back going, and they did a great job of, you know, trying to stop us and stuff like that. But most importantly, we got the win.
11: When you look up and you keep seeing your pass rush get Rosen on the ground, does that kind of feed into you guys? How did how did they play from your perspective? Well, the
12: defense played outstanding, and uh, welcome back five with a great interception and uh, you know Five five. I don't think anybody in this league can block him coming off that edge one on one. Spencer got his
2: first touchdown of the year. How oh, lethal is this tandem?
12: Hey man, it's, it's crazy. I'm happy for Spence, and uh, you know he's just a great you know teammate, and he always bring it. He always ready to go out there, you know, give it his all. So I'm happy for him, and you know Spence is a great guy. Did Tyreek just set the bar on the touchdown t- uh,
11: celebrations with the camera. Okay. <laughs> is that the new high bar?
12: I mean, I guess oh. so. That. that I, I think that's pretty funny. I missed it
1: though. Are you ready for going to Mexico next? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> We're all going to go, right? Aren't we all going to
2: go to Mexico? And I would love that. As you know, I would love that. I'm a, I would love to travel internationally with you guys, the three of us. You,
1: me, the three amigos. You, me, and Kent.
2: That's right. Here we go. Head down.
1: Kent, uh, you leave your baby. I leave my pregnant wife. You here leave, for it? You can leave. Uh... If you color your
2: hair. Regular shampoos and mm. wash your color down the drain.
1: Yeah. Is that me? Is that my computer? Oh, I got a pop up here. Yes, that was your computer. Thank you. Sorry. My bad.
2: Guys surfing the web. We're trying to do a radio (laughs) show. No,
1: I literally just pulled up the box score to read it in a second for people. Um, I told them about using those websites earlier. Well, you know. Hey, this isn't my computer tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's Fesco's. So so screw it. Back
2: back in the the chair for tomorrow, Fesco in the morning,
1: Uh, 6 a.m. Let's go back to the locker room. Hopefully, nothing else pops up. He mentioned D (laughs) Ford. He said nobody can be out. What kind of website you looking at there, Mike? Yeah, let's
2: go to the locker room and hear from D (laughs) Ford. Just got to keep rushing.
1: D what impact did did the Chiefs' pass rush have on the outcome of the game? Uh, A big impact. And every week, that's
10: really what we preach. Pressure the quarterback mistakes happen turnovers happen uh, it's just
1: our way always... all right we can barely hear d ford somebody must have dropped the microphone in the middle of the room and hope that we'd be able to hear d ford uh let's stick with the locker room let's see what eric fisher had to say after today's win
6: every game we're approaching
11: the same we're, we're planning the same we're, we're prepping the same and uh, you know we're, we're not looking at any game like it's it's higher than the, than the next so gonna, you know
1: obviously we know we have a tough matchup coming up and uh, we're going to prepare the way we're preparing and you know, go out there and battle you guys have done such a good job this year keeping Pat hat up, upright and you, you, I think that's got sacked four or five times today mm-hmm. um, when something like that breaks down is it, you, it's just a group thing is it not to me it's oh uh, you know it's a lot of things going into
11: that uh, you know I got beat a couple of times against a good pass rusher uh, you know you got to you got to let those plays go. You got to figure out how he's beating you and what you need to do to, to change that. And, uh, you know, we just calmly communicate that on the sideline and go out there and, you know, just keep doing what we're doing.
1: Is that an easy way to put it, boys, that, that Eric Fisher just had kind of a bad game? Because we had somebody call in earlier yeah, uh, and, and talk about his inability to, to stop the pass rush on Pat's left side.
2: Yeah, he's had a good year. Eric Fisher for the most part I don't think it's been outstanding but it's been good uh and solid and and today was a bad game and a good pass rusher and I think you go to the other side of it with the Cardinals and they'd probably tell you the same thing when facing D Ford and a healthy looking Justin Houston you know sometimes you run into a really good pass rusher I don't think it'll affect that Fisher he's a veteran now he's been in the league for a lot of years it shouldn't affect him going into next week another challenge another good front seven so uh, again you hope he rebounds
3: yeah let's see just let's see what happens If it becomes a if he comes a problem over time but I I feel very comfortable with Eric with, with what Eric Fisher's been to this point um there was a lot going on with the pass game I can't wait to see what the tape looks like but it looks like Pat had to hold on a little bit the ball a little bit longer just what? to you know because they weren't getting separation down the field
1: other side of the ball what'd you see out of Ben Neiman today
3: um, he was he was fine. Um, I, I wouldn't say he was great. Um, a couple plays that I think he was in better position in coverage than maybe an Anthony Hitchens or Reggie Ragland would have been. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what we, once, once we kind of break down
2: the tape a little bit more, get a better idea of that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's tough to, to make a judgment call now from what you saw. It, he looked, I, I thought, maybe a little bit raw. Uh, he needs to get time actually in the lineup. I, I think this is his first real... Um, look in the regular season at extended time, and so uh, again, this is a player that the Chiefs like in training camp. He, he made the made the roster, and they like him for his raw ability. And it's see, it's just now up to how he develops. Here's
1: Ben after the win today.
12: Was there a big difference for you in terms of just playing as much as you played? Because obviously you
11: played in some games. Uh, it was good. It was fun to get out there, play actual defense. Uh, so yeah, good good teamwork. When did you find that you were going to start? Uh, you know, just going through the week, it was kind of communicating with how Hitch felt. Um, and then, you know, he wasn't going to be able to go. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just ready the whole weekend. You know, so,
10: so, so you, did you, like, going into today, did you, were you pretty – I mean, obviously you'd work on practice, but, like, yeah. did you know? Or I mean, was I, I, the game that was, like
11: okay, – No, I kind of thought I was going to play.
10: So, yeah.
11: Okay. So, what was your,
10: how was your uh, communication with Reggie and
11: Dorian and guys like that? How, how did you integrate well with them?
10: Uh,
5: it
11: was good. I mean, uh, you know, we work all week on, uh, you know, our different calls and checks we have to different stuff. Um,
2: for the most part, I
11: think we were aligned well and, I don't know, played, played good defense. So. How
2: did you feel like Justin Houston's interception kind of changed the momentum of
8: this
11: game? Yeah, that was big time. Um, you know, and it, it gave our offense good field position, you know, to go down and score it, um, you know, make it a two-possession game there at the end. So that was big.
12: Was there a big difference for you in terms of just playing as much as you played? Because obviously you've played in some games, but to
10: play as much as today, um, feel any different? What was the difference,
11: I guess? Uh, I mean, I was still on four phases of special team, so I got a little, a little <laughs> tired out there, but it was good. I mean, the more you want to play, you know, you want to take as many snaps as possible. So I was, you know, I had fun out there. You led the team with six tackles today. Were you just a little bit more fired up today? I mean, I know you're usually a pretty fired up guy anyway, but was it just a little bit extra into the start and everything? I mean, it's different when you're you're playing defense and special teams. You know, you're on the field more, and um, you're going to be in more opportunities to
8: make tackles and plays. So.
10: Um, you had a better feel for game plan because this week you got so much time in there next to Reggie and all that sort
8: of I thing? Mean.
11: Uh, I mean, if you're taking practice reps versus, you know, if you just kind of get thrown in there on game day, uh, I think that definitely helps because, you know, I, I practice more Our ones are getting the looks and the work. So, um, you know, I me mean, getting some of those looks during the week, that helps. So. How, how much does it help you guys there in the middle and everything when you've got the guys in front of you getting as much pressure on the quarterback as they got today? Yeah, you know, they were, they were huge. So, D was getting after it. Um, you know, all those guys, 50. Um, and, you know, the more uncomfortable you can make him, um, you know, the that, better that's going to be for our secondary and us and our pass drops. Um, you know, when the
1: guys up front in front of us played really well, we I don't even think they had 100 rushing yards a day. And, you know, that's a step forward for us. So. There's Ben Neiman after the win today going forward. I mean, I know they're, they want Hitchens to be in there, but is is he going to be an impact player this year?
2: No. Uh, I, I think if Hitchens and Raglan are healthy, those are the guys who'll be in there. He does provide some nice depth, though. I mean, I, th- I think there are some things that he does well, but this year is not Ben Neiman's year.
3: No, the, it's going to be Hitchens and Ragland. We'll see if they can cover running backs from the second half of the season. That's going to be a big question mark, probably one of their biggest issues for the rest of the year.
1: All right, guys, we've got about uh, two minutes left here before we get out of here. Uh, and a reminder coming up, uh, you'll be able to check out more, talk more Chiefs tomorrow morning on FESCO in the morning here on 610 Sports Radio, then show and burn, and then the drive. Uh, what did you learn today? Pete, what did you learn today uh, on the about the Kansas City Chiefs in I mean, a 26-14 win?
2: To quote the great Rocky Balboa, it's not always going to be sunshines and rainbows you know, for the <laughs> offense. But that said, we've been waiting a long time to see progress from the defense, and I thought you saw many signs of that today. And it all comes down to the pass rush. I think nowadays in the NFL, you have to get to the quarterback and if you have justin houston and d ford playing like they did it's going to change the defense for the chiefs in a really good way and i think finally you maybe you can get that defense that matches the offense as far as skill and if you are right there or over there you know at least middle of the road slightly above average you're going to be a real threat to win the super bowl
1: kent what did you learn today in the chiefs win over the cards
2: You know, I'm not letting this game
3: affect my opinion of this team, good or bad, either way. I do think it was good to see the pass rush. It was good to see them get healthy. Um, Daniel Sorensen playing. So there's still some upside here with this defense. There's places to improve. They might get better um, as the season goes on.
1: Well, let me be the first to welcome you both to Rams week. Woo! This is the one people have been waiting for for a couple of weeks. Meet me in Mexico. Had some uh, Super Bowl. Had some games there that weren't so exciting, but. Finally, it is the Rams, now 9-1 after a 26-14 win. Thanks to the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Pete Sweeney. Uh, Ken Swanson as well. Thanks to our producer, Chris. Also, Ben, for cutting up all of our sound. We appreciate it. Chiefs win 9-1. and one. We will talk with you next Monday night. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.
0: This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com.
2: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another,